The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat. Great to have you with us. No, Pat, we got to address something here. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating for me every day the show begins mm-hmm. and you reach for something and you forget that you're plugged in. No, I don't forget. I just... And then it just comes right out mm-hmm. of the countertop here. Pops out. Yeah. You know yeah. why? It's because you want to be unleashed. But That's... you're going to have to mm-hmm. stay leashed a little bit <laughs> so that you can hear yourself talk. Okay. We'll, we'll deal with that. Uh, 888-900-3393. Another uh, in a school shooting. This one in... in a, Maryland High School, one dead. Thankfully, the shooter himself is the one who died. And two others uh, were injured, apparently. Um, he shot two students at Great Mills High School in Maryland. Apparently, the school resource officer engaged the shooter and ended the threat. Huh. I thought more guns weren't the answer to guns. Apparently in this case, strangely, it was the answer. So the resource school resource officer engaged him, ended the threat. Shooter was pronounced dead. A male student is in stable condition and a female student in critical condition. Resource officer fired around at the shooter and the shooter fired around as well, but the officer was not injured. I mean, how many times have we said, what if you had somebody armed at the school, in, but inside the school, not waiting outside till the shooting stop, stops? How about that? How about you have somebody inside the school with a gun for when a shooter comes in, you put him down. And it's just, it's that fast. And it worked. Huh. Just as everybody on this side of the arg- argument said it would, because it has many, many, many times in a lot of different circumstances. So a much, much bigger tragedy was prevented because a school resource officer had a gun, used it, and killed the intended killer. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. But the refrain from the Parkland students is, Oh, you can't have more guns to sell guns. Such a false, ridiculous narrative. And so untrue, because the more guns we've had in the United States, the more that gun violence has actually decreased. 350 million guns and a 50% decrease in gun murders over the last, say, 20 years, or a little bit more than that. David Hogg, though, is uh, and Cameron Caskey, apparently they're... They're uh, an inseparable pair now. Um, They're saying that the Parkland shooting is covered so much because, well, let them explain why it's being covered so much. I think one of the greatest obstacles that we face, though, with this movement is the fact that there is a lot of um, racial disparity in the way that this is covered. If this happened in a place of a lower socioeconomic status or a place where... um, (laughs) 
like a, a black community, no matter how well those people spoke, I don't think the media would cover it the same. And I think it's important that we point that out as Americans and realize mm. that because we have to mm. use our white privilege now to make sure that all of the voices that have oh. All of the people that have died as a result of this and haven't been covered the same can now be heard. It's, it's sad, it's, but it's true. It's, it's, the spotlight is on us, and it's awful, and it's a horrible thought that it's that we're an affluent community. That's why initially everybody followed this so closely, because this happens every day other places. Uh, great. For, good for them. They're such good little social justice warriors. Isn't that great? Mm. Now they're... Now it's it's white privilege. I'm too. surprised okay. it took over a month to get to white privilege. Yeah, for a social justice group to get in their ear, because now they've got a new set of talking points that they're shining up. There'd for be us. just as much attention if this happened at a black school. Seventeen were killed, and then they were exploiting the black students to be yelling all the time about gun control. It'd be the same coverage. I mean, did nobody cover the shooting at the black church? Of course, of course. The difference there, though, is it died down eventually because there was no group out yelling at us about gun control every minute. They also call out uh, their fellow student, Kyle Kashov. He's, he's not interested in the March for Life because he's a voice for the Republican politicians. Here's what they said. He's a voice yeah. for the politicians who are trying to run away from us. And he will be with those politicians that day. And we, we invited him to the march. I'm, I'm happy to march alongside him because we're fighting for not only ourselves, not only for everybody else, but even the people who don't agree with us. But he, he does not seem interested in working with us. So, so by all means, if you... If, uh, we're going to be hearing from me- him soon. Yeah, message okay. to him. If you want to march with us, if you want to be part of our movement, feel free to join. But we are not representing... We are here to demand change from people who do not seem interested in bringing change. And one other thing. We understand that there, are, there we, as a democracy, we need to work together on this. We need to hear both sides democracy. and absolutely agree with that. Uh-huh. But I think what happens when people call us out, like Kyle called me out, it, we are not, that is not how we're going to get these things done at all. I think oh. we need to work together hmm. as eagles and as American citizens to get through this. Yeah, except you just want to hear one side of the argument. So how is that working together in a democracy? <laughs> oh, man. It's, this is agonizing. It's, this has been a tough month and a half to get through with these kids. Wow. Now, he called them out because they were saying incorrect things. That's why Kyle Kashev... Uh, called them out, as he put it, because they're making things up or listening to the left who, with all their inaccurate statistics. So, no, I mean, obviously, Kyle Kashev is not going to want to hang with these idiots. I mean, uh, ugh. Plus, now, I guess there's a 60 Minutes interview, too. Yeah, they're on Sunday. I, sorry I missed this. Hmm? Sorry. Mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I'll bet that was... Really good. They were asked to give lawmakers a grade on what's been accomplished so far. Here they are. The new Florida law raises the age to buy a rifle to 21. Uh, it introduces a three-day waiting period on gun sales, and it makes more money available for mental health services. Give us a grade on what's been accomplished. C? I was going to say C-. Yes, we can't 
praise them for doing what they've done because that wouldn't have stopped what happened at our school. That being said, the Florida bill is much more impressive than that embarrassing Stop School Violence Act that they're pushing in D.C., which is just a bunch of hot air fluff, doesn't use the word gun once when all these tragedies, there's, uh, the, again, the one thing that has linked them together is the gun. Why won't these kids come on any other show? Why, why, won't, why is it only mainstream media that agrees with them that doesn't challenge them? If they're so brilliant, if, if they're so wise, if they're the leaders of the future who are leading us to a better way, why won't they come on the other side and participate in this democracy <laughs> and, and go ahead and engage in a dialogue with somebody who disagrees with you? Defend your position if you're so brilliant. If, if you're the experts on this, stop hiding behind the, the skirts of CBS News and CNN. Come out and talk to somebody who can debate with you in a reasonable way. Be nice to you uh, and give you your chance to air all of your views but we'll challenge them as well. Let's see how you handle that. Why are they so very afraid? I'd love to see what they have to say about the Maryland high school shooting. Because to them, there's only one way, and that's getting the guns out of the hands of American people. Just putting it into the Second Amendment is their only idea. Not making schools safer. Not securing the schools so that uh, this would be much, much harder to pull off. In a gun-free zone, of course, a shooter, a murderer, a killer can come in and shoot as many people as he wants and then take his own life. Or, you know, run outside and try to blend in with everybody. I mean, of course, that's, his, that's the easiest thing in the world. But when people on the school grounds are armed... It becomes a completely different situation. Now you've got somebody challenging you, as they did at the school in Maryland. And the only one who died was the actual attempted murderer. But they're not they're not going to. They're not they're not they're not gonna come on because they understand that they can't defend that point of view because it makes no sense. Yeah, facts don't matter in the real world, so why should it matter to these kids? Yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. They, they don't. I mean, it's it's so silly that uh, there's a college in Boston that calls saying to somebody like, for instance, after they sneeze, God bless you. That's a microaggression. Totally. It's a microaggression. That's, I mean, I can't believe, did you say that on the air? Are these mics on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing we're not at that Boston school. Uh-oh. Telling a classmate, God bless you, could land you in some serious trouble at a Boston's women's college. <laughs> uh, that is according to a newly released social justice guideline that oh. labels the remark microaggressions. A guideline. Uh, on its website, Simmons College Library lists six anti-oppression categories. Oh, okay. These now, are anti-racism, okay. anti Transmesia, anti-transmesia. I, 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 what? That's a new term to me. Anti-ableism, anti-islamamesia. 
Anti-anism? Sanism? Anti-sanism? Sanism. What is anti-sanism? It sounds... Look that up, will you? It sounds really serious. And anti-queermesia. Hmm. Along with guidelines to help students avoid causing offense. So... It's a guide that's intended to provide some general information about anti-oppression, diversity, and inclusion, as well as information and resources for social justice issues key to the Simmons College community. Despite the incredible detail enclosed in the document, the college insists this guide is by no means exhaustive. <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of other yeah. anti. Easiest. Yeah, you want you want it to fit into like a little pocket guide and carry around, so you have to limit it to just six microaggressions. Categorized under the anti-Islamisia tab, Mm -hmm. students are sternly warned that saying "God bless you" after a sneeze is to commit the microaggression listed as assumption of one's own religious identity as the norm. Is that what that is? Really? No, it's not. Oh, same with Merry Christmas. So if you say Merry Christmas, according to the college, that conveys one's perception that everyone is Christian or believes in God. Yeah. Which is, you know, like that's not a a secular uh, celebration, too. In addition to the religious celebration of Christmas, it's a cultural one that is pretty all inclusive. And it doesn't assume anything. And even if it did, so what? So what? So you say, well, I'm not, I'm not Christian. Oh, okay. Well, then, what are you? <laughs> uh, you're okay. You're Islamic. Happy Ramadan to you, even though it may or may not be Ramadan. I don't know when that happens, but Happy Ramadan to you. I mean, it's so stupid. This you want to so know what uh, Sanism is? Yeah, because I had to look up Sanism. I can't look up anti-Sanism because the only place anti-Sanism shows up is this stupid college's website. But Sanism is a devastating form of oppression, often leading to negative stereotyping or arguments that individuals with mental health histories are not fit to oh. study social work. I wonder if it was uh, a, the root of sane, like sane, so, so Sanism. You have to have... Is an ism about sanity. Okay, but this is so weird. A men- you have to have a mental health mm-hmm. history... Mm-hmm. And then not be considered fit to study social work? The hell is that? What? So. I am sad. I mean. <laughs> Make it stop. How have we gone this far astray? How have we and why is allowed it this to happen? This early in the program that I'm begging the aliens to just come and take us <laughs> right now. Do it. Well, there was a time when schools didn't teach this kind of crap. There was a time when they taught. I don't know, reading, writing, and arithmetic? Not social justice, indoctrination. And so that's why Freedom Project Academy was born. It's a classical approach to education. It's the perfect fit for your family if you, like me, are fed up with the never-ending agenda being pushed in classrooms all across the nation. Class, like we just talked about. Anti-Sanism? Shut up. FPA is a fully accredited Judeo-Christian online school, and it uh, suits pa- uh, kids from kindergarten all the way through high school. It's a, an incredibly interactive education, and you get live classes with live teachers and students all across the country. 
Freedom Project Academy doesn't take a penny of government funding. So they're not subject to the whims of government. They'll teach your kids how to think, not what to think. Go get some more information about this. This is a great way to go. Like if if you've been thinking about homeschooling or private school or an alternative to the little indoctrination camps that are public schools today, go to freedomforschool.com and and get your free information packet from Freedom Project Academy. Enrollment ends in July, but the classes fill up really fast. Go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. the blaze radio network (laughs) is taking offense at everything has to stop it really does it really has to stop absurd complaints like you know anti-sanism or sanism however you pronounce that (laughs) i've never heard of it before transmesia anti-transmesia you've been living under a rock come on i guess so uh in Massachusetts, there is an entrance to their Capitol building that is called the General Hooker entrance. <clears throat> now, you can imagine hmm? how upsetting that is to women who don't consider themselves to be General Hookers. Some of them uh, don't even consider themselves to be specific types of hookers. Well, so, they're not hookers of any type. Everyone's got So, they tastes. refuse to go through that entrance. Um, here's what... Uh, Michelle Dubois said about the there's sign above the entrance that says General Hooker entrance. Female staffers don't use that entrance because mm. the mm-hmm. sign is offensive to them. It's just a little semantics, a little wordplay that uh-huh. some people find very charming and funny, but Char- I find can be hurtful. <laughs> charming and funny. It's the name of a general in the Civil War. By the way, a northern general, a union general, General Joe or Joseph Hooker. He has a statue out front because he was a fairly big deal in the war. And the entrance near the statue is called the General Hooker entrance. They're, they're not trying to offend anybody. It's the name of a person. But she's offended by that and she wants it taken down. I cannot. We've got to stop with this. Also, American Idol is under attack now because Katy Perry is flirting, I guess, with... I mean, what did they think was going to happen here? They paid her $25 million to be Katy Perry. And by the way, what about the income disparity? I mean, there's a huge, huge gap between the income of the of the men and the income of the women on that show. And it's Katy Perry who has the gigantic salary over the men. <laughs> so, should we talk about income uh, parity here? Equal pay for equal work? 
are are you telling me that the host of the show it's really his show now the host of the show makes 15 million dollars katie perry makes 10 million more per year than the host that is unbelievable but anyway they hired her because she's a big star and they thought she'd drive an audience and and they like her personality and so she's doing what she does she's flirting with these guys one of them was um either 18 or 19 i've seen him uh, in the initial story we had said he was 19 this story says he's 18 johnny brins he auditioned and he'd never kissed a girl and so she said come here and he kissed her on the cheek and then she, he she asked him to do it again and and she kissed him on the lips she tricked him the horror <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Out of sexual harassment on a scale of... Because look at the power dynamic there. She is a powerful entertainment star. And he isn't. So the power dynamic there makes it almost akin to rape, I guess. I I don't... I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, he's not even complaining about it. Everybody said, well, he wanted to save him. Well, yeah, he was trying to save his kiss for somebody special. However... What he says was, is, was, is. Okay. If we're going to be Barack Obama. Obama. Thank you very much. What he that. says was, is, is, was. Mm-hmm. I do not think I was sexually harassed by Katy Perry, and I'm thankful for the judge's comments and critiques. He re- reiterated to Entertainment Tonight, I was only uncomfortable c- c- because it was my first kiss. I'm not upset about it. I'm glad that it happened. This kid blew it, though. Come on, man. She makes $25 million a year. He could be suing her. You were offended, highly offended. I love the fact that he's not playing that game. I love it. But but there are a bunch of idiots who are offended on his behalf. Stop it. Stop it. He's not complaining. Then she flirted with this 27-year-old man. 27. Good-looking guy comes in and sings... I don't know, whatever he sings. And I don't think they even liked him. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I, I don't think they. he went to the next level. Uh, but he was very good-looking guy, and she was flirting with him. She, uh, Luke Bryan called him a, a dream boat, and Katy Perry said, you're so hot. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the humanity. Again, because of the power dynamic between the two. <sighs> it's sexual harassment. The guy said to her, uh, and to America, she's his biggest celebrity crush. He's Mm. crazy about her. So do you think he hated the fact that she told him he was hot? Can we stop with this fake outrage on everything? Please, by all that is holy. And what is this phenomenon of if someone isn't upset about something, then everybody else has to be? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He didn't care. Neither of these guys care. Now, if they were girls and it was a 32-year-old man, Katy Perry's 32. If it was a 32-year-old man and an 18 or 19-year-old girl, there'd probably be, even though, that, you know, that's adult age, right? That's age of consent. If a guy was flirting with a young girl, though, there'd be, you know, an outrage about it. But we're not to the point, and I know we want to be, where we think it's the same thing 
when it's two guys and Katy Perry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nobody, there's no reason to be outraged about that. Does that make me a sexist because I, I don't think you should be outraged over that? First of all, both of them said they liked it. Where's the problem? <laughs> we got to stop this. We've got to stand up to it. Hmm. Except for the, you know, the income disparity there. Something's got to be done about that. Yeah. You know, Lionel, Lionel Richie is making, I think, Luke Bryan is at $10 million. I think Lionel Richie is only making $9 million. Whoa. Yeah. He's barely, he's not going to be able to feed his family. Did they lop off like uh, a million just because he's a minority? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> Or maybe washed up oh. and over for a yeah. long, long time. Yeah, but you can't make it on nine million a year. You can't. I feel you bad just for the can. man. Oh, I do too. Poor house. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. So, how are you feeling about the self-driving car situation now? Hmm. Uh, about a year ago, Uber had an accident with one of their uh, self-driving cars. However, apparently, uh, one of them flipped over one of the company's uh, modified Volvo SUVs onto its side. It was in self-driving mode at the time of the crash, with two engineers riding up front. Police say the other driver caused the crash and was issued a citation for failure to yield. So it was the human driver at fault there, but uh, they got into an accident, flipped over the Uber car. About a year ago. Yep. Nobody heard in that. Uh, And then just this weekend in Tempe, police are investigating a self-driving Uber car that was involved in a deadly crash. Uh, The self-driving car ran into a bicyclist and killed the woman on the bike. And so uh, this was apparently the fault of the, of the uh, autonomous car. It was in autonomous mode at the time. There was a driver behind the wheel, and I, I don't know if they were paying, weren't paying attention, doing something else. You would think if you, you see your, your car coming up on, uh, on a bicyclist, you would intervene. But uh, the driver wasn't able to or didn't for whatever reason. So now Uber has suspended the driverless car program. Again. Again. Mm. Uh, they restarted it last time. But now that there's a death involved, I, I, I don't know. I don't know when this will happen again. But uh, they've been testing these self-driving cars in Tempe, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Toronto. And this is the first apparently fatality of... Uh, of its kind. You think this sets back the whole, uh, hey, we're about to have some, uh, you know, yeah, driverless but, car? Yeah, I think it does. Sets it back a little bit, huh? I think it does. <clears throat> I, I mentioned yesterday, Aston Martin is planning their driverless car for launch in uh, 2023, to hit the roads in 2023. So I that seems a little soon, doesn't it? It's only five years. In five years, are we going to are we going to see this 
be prolific? I don't know. Um, 888-900-3393. Also, I had that story about uh, Raleigh police mm. are asking Google to provide user data for all people near crime scenes. They've presented Google with warrants to obtain data from mobile phones from not just specific suspects who were in a crime scene area, but from the mobile phones of everybody in the area. What? Let me just go ahead and say, uh, no. No. So wait, there's a crime. Unacceptable. Yeah, there's, there's a crime. Crime happens. Mm-hmm. Let's say it happens in... Raleigh. Raleigh. <laughs> and they want everybody's cell phone information from that area. So they go to Google and say, tell us yeah. everybody was in that area? I guess so. The request will... <laughs> Here's a big statement. The request will trouble Fourth Amendment advocates, you think? As it could be seen that police are carrying out unreasonable searches on Mm. people who just happen to be in the area at the time the crimes were committed. And the area sizes the police requesting the data on aren't small. In one instance, police requested user data from Google for anyone within a 17-acre area. Okay, so not the whole city. But for 17 acres around what happened. For its part, Google hasn't revealed whether it complied with the police request or not. I mean, you better did. hope not. No, nah, they probably did. I, I bet mean, they. I bet they did. You know how Google is with governments. I will bet you they they did. Hey, you want that tax break? Uh, yeah. So uh, here you go. Okay, that's a definite. That's a definite problem. A definite constitutional problem, and another thing that'll have to be decided. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Lori in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey, Keith. I just wanted to make a quick point about this kid Mm -hmm. who got a little bit of tongue from Katy Perry, which I have no problem with at all. Yeah. He's 19. Completely fine. You're totally right. But where the heck was everybody up in arms? What was it last year or a year or so over a year ago when Lena Dunham wrote a book and admitted committing incest with her sister? Oh, yeah. There's a task on that. Oh, my gosh. That's the first thing that I thought about. What? So... Incest is okay, but (laughs) Katy Perry (laughs) kissing an actual legal male is, you know, of age is perfectly Mm -hmm. fine. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Thanks, Lori. Um, And that barely registered a blip on the radar of the American people. I had completely forgotten about it. We, I mean, I don't, we barely talked about that. Of course, Lena Dunham. I mean, (laughs) does anybody even know who she is? Ugh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Alexa has been known to uh, be a bit annoying at times, laughing at random, ordering items without being told to. Can't say their na- her name, man. and giving users more information than they wanted. You're turning on people's uh, uh, devices. Devices at mm-hmm. their houses. Thankfully, Amazon has developed a solution that will make its voice assistant talk a little less. Oh, wow! Good, good. It's called Brief Mode. It allows users to replace some of uh, its verb. I won't say the name because that'll <laughs> start everybody's system. That will allow it to uh, replace some of its verbal com- con- confirmations with nonverbal signals like beeps. Amazon confirmed that it's rolling out a feature called Brief Mode to all users, turns off some of the verbal confirmations and replaces it. Well, you just said that. Uh, For example, if you ask it to turn off the lights in your kitchen, instead of saying, okay, the voice will just reply with a simple beep. Hmm. 
So you could use that or not. If you if you like it, saying, okay, uh, for how long? And then it wants to make small talk. Hey, how about this uh, weather today we're having? Yeah, I don't want to have that conversation with, right. with my device. So wait a minute, wait a minute. That. So your little home assistant <clears throat> going to talk less. We've got the sex robot industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, marriages are uh, mm-hmm. be a thing of the past. I, I, be- <laughs> I believe I believe the uh, sex robot industry, when paired with this kind of technology of talking less, going to be quite a market for that. I don't know if there's a brief mode on, let's say, humans, you mm-hmm. know, like spouses. Like if you wanted to hear less from your spouse, can you switch them to brief mode? Just beep. I mean, like, what's for dinner? <laughs> and I don't need the whole menu. <laughs> Just, you know, just, just a highlight. And, and what I'm saying when Neat. I when I ask what's for dinner, I don't really care. I'm just making sure that it's in the process of being prepared. So you just have to be punny. Right. And then we know that we're well on our way to a happy evening. So you don't necessarily want to even have a conversation no, with your wife. I just you want just, to make sure the food, I don't care oh, what's right. for supper. Is right. it cooking? Huh. Hi, Carrie. Yeah, I'm sure she's loving that. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time tonight, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I, I I think Beep. when you make uh, statements like that, you're just assuming she's not listening right now, Beep. and that nobody who knows her is listening right now, so that they tell her about Beep. it, and that she never listens to this particular program. Beep. I I don't know that that's a correct assumption that you can make, but uh, you better hope. Beep. Also, uh, the March for Our Lives. In uh, in the commercial for the march for our lives, this is great because mm. you know once again it's the Parkland students. Um, David Hogg oh, opens kid. up no. with a great question. Take a look. Mm. Here's here's the commercial for it, which is coming up this weekend. What if our politicians weren't the of the NRA? It doesn't make sense. Seth. I have to wait till I'm 21 to get a handgun, but I can get this weapon at 18. I don't know. We didn't address it as president. Look, I think you know we- why? Because you're afraid of the NRA, right? <laughs> what if we all voted and said this is not okay? It was an incredibly exciting election night in a district. There never should have been a question that the Republicans should have won. They're sending a Democrat from the heart of Trump country. Voters are sending a message. And if the president isn't hearing it, a whole lot of other people are. What if we stood up as Americans and fought for our freedom and our children's lives? Everybody is saying politicians Uh, who are are corrupt, politicians who are accepting money from these organizations, you can't run from us. We are the people who voted you in and we are the people who will vote you out. My name is David Hogg. You're not the And I stand with the Never Again movement. Join us on March 24th as we march for our lives and the future of America. Wow. Jeez. See, that's exactly what we're doing, is standing up for our freedoms. Uh, David, I know you're the expert on the yeah. Second Amendment, and you know some people act like it's a, it's a right they were born with. Um, I'm one of those people who act that way, um, because I am standing up for my freedom. You love living in a democracy, don't you? <laughs> I, no, because I, I don't live in a democracy. Mm. So that's why it's lasted this long, frankly. But these little darlings are the experts on everything. Where are they getting the money for this? This must be, you know, is this the funding from Hollywood? From Tom Hanks and was it Steven uh, Spielberg? George Clooney. George Clooney. Spielberg and, yeah, you said the other Oh, jeez. Good stuff. So uh, it's pretty heavily funded. Um, 
And this kid is everywhere. Man, you just can't get away from David Hogg and Cameron Caskey. And I guess they've given up on school. Are they? One of them said, and I forget which one, but one of them said that they're not going back to school until they get gun control. Oh, that was Hogg. Was that Hogg? Yeah. <laughs> so he's not going back to school until gun control happens. Yeah, I don't need you to go back to school. I just need yeah. you to go the hell away. Yeah. Quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing your voice. I'm tired of seeing your face. I want you out of my life. So just shut up. Can March 24th come and go? And then maybe, maybe, just maybe, we'll never hear from you again, please. Ugh. Just dreadful. I mean, it just, I'm, I'm so over these little Teenagers. bratty ass kids mm-hmm. who have no concept of what the constitution is about what mm-hmm. the bill of rights guarantee mm-hmm. and how they are only able to speak like this in this country because of those rights you little punks <laughs> sorry i'm done what's for dinner i told you man what did i tell mm-hmm. you off air i said they moved the pizza party send off for natasha mm-hmm. back an hour i'm gonna get hangry today mm-hmm. no lunch for another hour and 17 minutes no you could have brought in your own lunch but I was told there was free food, Pat. Yeah, well, you got to roll with it sometimes, you know. You got to roll with I it. I don't roll. So also, a uh, student has uh, stood up during the gun control walkout, confronted her classmates, uh, and says something uh, interesting to the class. Uh, take a look at this. Before we just stand here for 17 minutes and don't do nothing, because that's what we're all going to do right now, um... I just wanted to say, like, we're out here for a shooting, school shootings. You guys are all in a school, okay? And these school shootings are happening from these kids that you guys are cornering out, that you're bullying, that you're doing this, all this stuff to because you think it's mm-hmm. funny. And it's not funny. All of these kids nice. just want to be themselves. They want to be who they want to be in their own school. They're here to learn. You're not here to bully. Kids shouldn't be shooting up schools. We are teenagers. You should say that you love your neighbor. You should be there for them. Sit with them at lunch. Tell them that you're their friend, that you're gonna be there for them whenever they need you. Because just because they're already dealing with bullying at school enough, and they have their own problems at home, whether you know it or not, everybody does. And I don't see why it's so hard to be nice and care. And love each other. Like, it's, it's not hard. And I know some of you are going to laugh and look at me like I'm stupid, but I don't care. Because somebody said something while we're out here. Somebody stood up. And I'm sorry that I look mad and I'm saying this aggressively, but you guys won't get it any other way. Because it's not a joke. It really isn't. Most of you are out here because you don't want to be in class. <laughs> that's it. Like, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that's... There you have it. There you have it. She kind of summed it up. Seriously, though, is there a meaner group of people on the planet than high school kids? Hmm. Is is there a place where people are meaner to each other than right there in high school? They tear each other apart every day, all day. But it's the gun's fault. I mean, she's really on to something there. I Maybe if, if they treated each other better in high school, you wouldn't have so many of these things happen. 888 900 Cosmohertzkids.com is on a mission. 
Uh, it's it's a mission to make Cosmo unavailable to kids under 18. I mean, that's not such a lofty goal, is it? Uh, we sh- that's a mark we should be able to hit. Just have the material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo like it is other forms of pornography. Um, because it it is pornography. For instance, here's an article that was uh, prominent in uh, Cosmo. 31 mind-blowing lesbian sex positions with drawings. Now, 31 of them. I mean, your kids can learn a lot there. Sex positions for the lady-loving ladies in the crowd. Full month. Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, if you, if you like me, think that's maybe not so great, uh, then maybe you go to CosmoHurtsKids.com and join Victoria Hurst, the founder of this movement. She's not trying to eliminate the free speech of Cosmo or drive it out of business. She just wants the state material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo so kids under 18 can't buy it. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. You know, the uh, high school girl who stood up to all the kids who walked out of class said what they need is to be nice to be, you know, sit with somebody who who is sitting alone at lunch. Be nice to your the kids. Don't bully anyone. Such uh, an impassioned, powerful speech. Especially when you consider what's What's going on with our kids today? Teen suicide skyrocketing. Uh, it's up between if for kids, children, and teens. Ten between ten and seventeen, it was up seventy percent between two thousand six and two thousand sixteen. That ten year period, it went up seventy percent. Now, black kids, teens, and uh, children kill themselves less often than white. A lot less often than whites do. I don't know why. There's no reason cited in this article. But uh, even so, their rate is up 77%. White kids commit suicide at a rate of 5.05 per 100,000. Black kids, 2.62 per 100,000. So it's about double the white kids committing suicide. That's that. That is a uh, statistic I've never heard a reason for. I, I I don't even know why is it that apparently the black kids are coping better. I it's strange. A study of pediatric hospitals released last May found admissions of pa- patients five to seventeen for suicidal thoughts and actions more than doubled from 08 to fifteen. The group at highest highest risk for suicide: white males between fourteen and twenty one. Experts in teens cite myriad reasons, including spotty mental health screening, poor access to mental health services, resistance among young men and people of color to admit they have a problem. Then there's the host of well-documented and hard-to-solve societal issues, 
opioid addicted parents, um, a polarized political environment. Is that really creating to the suicide rate? Poverty that persists in many areas. While they don't even bring up what happens at school, being bullied, uh, feeling like an outcast, being made fun of all the time, bullying on online. I mean, look what these kids go through uh, with the online experience. It's unbelievable. Did, did you? I'm sorry. You, you did say that the white males are the group that is mm-hmm. committing suicide the most? Well, At the highest rate, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a war on boys oh, from the definitely. moment they're born. Yeah. I mean, this society is hell-bent on... on Making them feel worthless. Right. And taking away all of their natural instincts to begin with. Well, and telling them they have white privilege and all of these... Well, that's what I was going to say. That just covers the boys aspect. Then you mix in the fact that you're white. Dear God, you're not allowed to be white. And and if you are white, you sure as hell got to feel guilty about it. So I think they fall into two susceptible categories that, that sends them down this bad trajectory. Yeah, and these are the things we need to resolve. These these are the problems that need to be tackled. And that's before you even mix in the fact that they're in high schools, a jungle. Because many of these murderers, these mass murderers at the schools, what do they do? They commit suicide after they kill other people. Yeah. So, I mean, you could be tackling two birds with one stone here. And we're not, I mean, that's not even brought up in this discussion. And the, and the David Hogg and... And Cameron Caskey's of the world, they're not paying attention to anything other than that agenda of trying to demonize the NRA and Republicans and bring about gun control. Clearly, these kids, especially Hogg and Caskey, have been indoctrinated by their parents from the time they were little kids. Uh, One of them, I think it was Caskey, who said, because he was asked, do you even remember any other presidents? You're so young. I mean, the only president other than Trump you must remember is Barack Obama. And he said, well, yeah, when I was seven years old, uh, I attended my uh, I attended a Barack Obama rally. So they've been hit with that kind of stuff for a while now. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three, ninety three. And it Pat Unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. From TMB Drake, 1371. <laughs> It's come up with a really good, uh, a really good protest uh, chant, because the kids came up with the chant, "Hey, hey, NRA's got to go away" or something. "Hey, hey, ho, ho, the NRA has got to go." Remember that the other day? Yep, that's so catchy too. Uh, TMB has come up with, "Hey, hey, NRA, how many kids did that officer save today?" <laughs> ah, yes, it's great. That's a good guy with a gun. Ended a shooting. How many were saved? I don't know. Maybe the entire school. I hope we get the details of of that uh, situation and what this what this kid was planning to do. Rocky with an eye. How is it that these kids know how to grade some know how to grade something when they have been awarded participation trophies just for showing up? <laughs> Because they gave uh, politicians a C or a C minus uh-huh. so far for I give their them, efforts. I give the kids, though, mm-hmm. and this was uh, at Rocky's suggestion, uh, I graded them, uh, as you can see here, an F minus. Because <laughs> is there you such suck. A thing? Hmm? Is there such a thing? No, there is. Uh, yeah. When it okay. applies to them, All right. the more they talk, the lower it goes. Okay. Uh, Kaboom says, here's to hoping Hogs 15 minutes of white privilege is just about up. Boy, that's for sure. <laughs> Pax Plastica. 
Hey, Pat, the other day it rained. I was offended. Rain sounds like rain, R-E-I-G-N. We shook off those shackles in 1776. And from GD Chapel, my life would be perfect if Katy Perry acknowledged my existence. I'll just have to settle for you guys reading my tweets on the air. That's what keeps me alive. <laughs> Happy to do it, Judy. Uh, 888-900-3393. Much more. Uh, Pat Gray. Unleashed is inevitable. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. I love this. Mississippi just passed the most restrictive abortion ban in the nation. Congratulations to them. I mean, not very many lawmakers in this country have the giblets to do this. And I don't, I don't understand why. I really don't. Is there anything more important than protecting the lives of our children? I don't know. I I don't know what it is. You know, here we are bending over backwards now, and rightly so, trying to secure the schools. What if we secure life for children in the womb? Hmm. There'd be more children. I don't know, like 60 million of them. Uh, Many of those would be adults by now, but 60 million more people would be alive. Like 15, 16 million more blacks, more Hispanics. Uh, The Democrats should love that, should crave that. I thought they were all about protecting minorities. I thought they were all about gaining more minority voters. (laughs) There would be more minority voters if there were less abortion. Check your math. (laughs) I mean, they don't. It's a strange phenomenon. I'm worn out, man. Yeah. I mean, protecting women and girls? How many? Well, half of them, 30 million, would have been women and girls. (laughs) I think the birth rate is actually a little higher for women, for girls. So, you know, more than half, 31, 32 million. So anyway, Mississippi uh, just banned abortion after 15 weeks in a new bill that passed the state's legislature. Bill has gone to the governor to sign, and he will apparently do just that. Governor Phil Bryant has said he'll sign that bill. Hmm. Ah, I, I, my hat's off to him. Because we can't even get the 20-week ban passed. We can't even get that when they're viable. Now, there's two exceptions in the bill. If the fetus has a health problem that would prevent it from surviving outside the womb at full term, or if the pregnant woman's life or major bodily function is threatened by the pregnancy, that, you know, it's not 1865. That almost never happens. But if it did, that would be an exception. 
Pregnancies as a result of rape or incest are not exempted. <laughs> wow. So David Hogg and all you guys that have gotten the ear of all of the <clears throat> liberal special interest groups, mm-hmm. um, they're all about to head to Mississippi, so... Um, your 15 minutes of fame may very well be up. Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, about one hour after this bill passed, yeah. a lawsuit was uh, filed. There's going to be a lot of flights yeah. from D.C. Yeah. to uh, Jackson yes. uh, on Saturday night. Yes, there will be. Uh, it, it will, you know, if if I were Mississippi and they seem, they're happy about the fight. They seem ready to take this on. I don't know where these lawmakers came from because there's nobody with the balls in the country <laughs> right. to do this. I don't know where. Who are these people? Who are these Mississippi lawmakers who not only said, yeah, we're going to do this. If you don't like it, tough. And yeah, bring it on. Bring on your lawsuit. In fact, that's exactly what they're saying. Bring on your lawsuit. We, we, we want you to sue us. We want the chance to take this to court. Because they realize that this bill will spark a court challenge that might eventually make it all the way to, to the Supreme Court. And then the Supreme Court's going to have to decide. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're looking for. Now, no court in the last, I don't know, probably since Roe v. Wade, has upheld any ban on abortion that, uh, that is before viability. So they, they figure that viability is at about 20 weeks. So 15 weeks is, is almost a month and a half before the fetus is viable and can live outside the womb. So far, right now with our technology. Uh, so the leftists think this is going to be shot down very easily. But I don't know. The uh, attitude of the lawmakers and the lawyers and the governor in Mississippi is like, I don't care. Just... Go ahead and sue us. We'll take this right right to you. We're coming right to your hometown to take this on. Mm-hmm. So I love that attitude. Is it possible that could spark? I mean, what you're going to have to do is have uh, Justice Kennedy retire, and there are rumors that this summer he's going to. Hmm. They say by middle summer, uh, Justice Anthony Kennedy will retire, and that opens up yet another position for Donald Trump to make a really great nomination. And I hope he would. But if you get another conservative to replace Kennedy, who is the swing vote on all of these issues, all of them, then you're going to control the court with conservatives. And you could possibly overturn Roe v. Wade. Is that, I mean, <sighs> is that within our grasp right now? Maybe. At least that seems to be the plan of the legislators in Mississippi. So whether that comes to fruition, I don't know. We'll just have to see. But I love the fact that they've taken a step to ban abortion. I, it's just, it's an easy fight. It's it's an easy argument to make. Uh, even when they're screaming in your face, women's reproductive rights, women's right to choose, um, what about the other DNA inside the woman that's completely separate from hers? What about that? That's a different person. Okay. So what about that person's rights? Oh, that's just a fetus. That's just tissue. No, no, it's not. And that's why when people kill pregnant women, oftentimes they're charged with a double murder. How is that possible if that fetus is not a human being? 
888-900-3393. There has also been another uh, package explosion at a FedEx facility in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio's what? An hour from Austin? And apparently the package was headed for Austin, but it blew up at, at the facility in San Antonio. It's the fifth one to rock the state this month. Uh, there was a, one employee who was wounded and taken to a hospital. Just mild injuries, fortunately. But this thing had nails. And, I mean, it's pretty nasty. Somebody's really trying to... Nails and pieces of metal were inside this bomb. And it was detonated as it was moving from one conveyor belt to another. And the female staff member, who was not hit by its contents, uh, was treated for a headache, possibly caused by a a concussion. So she didn't have the nails at her body, fortunately. Federal agents say the package is likely linked to the other four attacks uh, this month in Austin. Those attacks have killed two, injured four. Authorities say a serial bomber is at large and have warned that the devices appear to be getting more sophisticated, which and sucks. We do have breaking news. A sixth unexploded package uh, at, at a FedEx facility um, uh, in San Antonio. So this one is unexploded. So now up to six total bombs. Wow. Um, so they found another one. Yeah, just now. Uh, wow. I don't want to be presumptuous here, so I'm not. But... I'll just say it's the capital city of Texas being targeted. Yeah. I don't know. The end. Scary, though, because uh, it took 17 years to find the Unabomber. Now, we have better technology today, so you would hope it wouldn't take that amount of time. But it takes a while to track these things down um, when, when they're good at doing it. Just hours after the package uh, package exploded in San Antonio, emergency crews were called um, with uh, reports of an, of another one, which they did find. And that package contained shrapnel of nails and pieces of metal. This latest blast follows a Sunday night explosion that was triggered along a street in Austin by a nearly invisible tripwire, which was... They think a higher level of sophistication than than the agents found in the earlier package bombs. So what does that mean? means the carnage that's being created by this guy or woman or whoever's doing this that's terrorized Austin is uh, now now doing random bombings rather than targeting somebody in particular. Originally, they thought maybe this was uh, targeted toward blacks. But now the latest victims have been white, so they don't know what's going on here. Really, I don't. I, nobody knows what the what the issue is. There were no details about the size, weight, or description of the package, which is too bad because I don't know. I'd want to look out for that in my house, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, now that it's happened in two Texas cities, it really starts to make you wonder. Well, I mean, they could do that to anybody anywhere. And again, as we talked about. You've got packages at your house all the time if you're on Amazon. All the time. This is just a different world where we go to the store a lot less and order things by mail a lot more. Amazon can get you something in an hour if you want. And so they're continually bringing stuff to your door. 
dropping boxes off all the time makes it pretty uh, pretty frightening. So they say, if obviously, if you're not expecting anything, if you don't know you ordered something, then you know, be careful. Call the police if you suspect any wrong wrongdoing, anything suspicious. Uh, unlike the other attacks, uh, President Trump has been quick to label this as an act of terrorism. Uh, the first two bombs killed black men, and investigators believe that the third, which injured a 75-year-old Latina woman, may have been intended for a black family's home, raising the possibility that they were hate crimes. But the tripwire bomb, again, uh, injured two white men on a sidewalk, and that went went off shortly after uh, police made a rare public call to the suspect to explain his motives. Why, you know, I don't know why they think the guy would do that unless he's looking for a ransom or something. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. Let me tell you about uh, something Glenn and Tanya set up after they had a really terrible experience trying to sell their home in Connecticut. Took them years. Like, I think two years. And they lost a ton of money on it. And the realtor wasn't good, and it was just a miserable experience. And so they thought, well, what can we do to make this better for people? So they set up a network of over 1,200 agents all over America, and they're really qualified by Glenn's team for their experience, for their marketing plans, their character, and what are the results they've gotten in the past for their clients. And then the X factor, which I love, are they fans of the show? They have to be in order to be part of this because then we generally know that they share your principles and values, right? And you're going to have a lot of things in common with them and you're going to just have that uh, that vested interest together. So if you're trying to sell your house or maybe you just want to buy a, a nice new house and you need a great agent and we will introduce you to one. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 Pat Gray Unleashed. Let's go to Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey. hey. Um, uh, yesterday, Glenn had uh, Jim Caviezel on, and mm-hmm. uh, last Friday you were talking about movie actors that got turned down or passed on parts of roles, and uh, I have... A really good one for you. Okay. It's uh, Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone, Richie Rich, etc. Mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. supposed to play, was the first in line to play Jesus in Passion of the Christ. <laughs> what? I mean, is that, that's true? Yeah. I, I couldn't, I, I, I almost <laughs> didn't believe, I thought it was like clickbait or something, so I looked <laughs> it up. It's legit. It's legit. <laughs> I mean, that is unbelievable. Macaulay Culkin is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, look at this. It was Mel Gibson's <laughs> first choice. Wow, that's uh, amazing. Look too young for the part. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, the only reason he didn't get it was because <laughs> audience, apparently test audiences, thought he didn't look 30, 33 or whatever. Awesome. Uh, wow. Huh, you don't say. That's in <laughs> Yeah, I know. Jeez. That is wild. That is don't a bizarre you know that choice. Wins <laughs> yeah, thanks, Nick. Uh, wow. Hmm. Macaulay Culkin as Jesus would have seemingly changed that movie, uh, the feel of that movie somewhat. I wonder what uh, Michael Jackson would have thought of uh, (laughs) Macaulay Culkin in that role. Well, Macaulay uh, did drink Jesus juice, so... Oh! Did that qualify him for the part? I I think so. uh What kind of freak would not like Macaulay Culkin? He was my best friend. Oh! Used to drink Jesus juice and have sleepovers at my house. <laughs> Did he read lines with you? You know, or I loved a twelve-year-old boy children, and we used to read a lot of things while we drank Jesus juice together. Now, now Macaulay. Mm-hmm. In fairness, mm-hmm. since you brought up the Michael Jackson thing, mm-hmm. Macaulay says nothing creepy no. ever happened. Nothing creepy. No, they he were just, just best friends. Sure, for buddies. a while, just buddies. You know. I always kind of, you know, I know people scoff at it. I I think Michael Jackson was asexual. That is my personal belief. Hmm. Apparently you believe something different. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's just that uh, um, something screwed up Macaulay Culkin. Uh, well, yeah, it was probably, you know, getting, everything. yeah. Living in Hollywood? Becoming super rich, super early. Uh, Hollywood will do that to you. I don't know. That kind of attention at that age. Plus now, you know, he's been retired for years and he lives in New York and Paris. And uh, I just read an article about him. Pretty big article. It was, uh, he, he loves his life. I mean, he's got a pretty good life. Hmm. Pretty sweet. Uh, he doesn't work and he just hangs out in Paris every day. Does whatever he pleases. Goes down and buy a nice uh, baguette. Brings it home. Puts some butter on it. Eats it. Watches a little TV, okay. hangs out with friends. Hmm. They drink a little wine, and uh, that's about it. Wow. <laughs> that's what he does. That sounds like uh, Hugh Grant's character in uh, About a Boy. <laughs> yeah, it does. Just uh, yeah, it living does. off of the the, the early uh, money. Yeah. So he must have just put his money in he the bank have. from those. Yeah, uh, he must have. And, huh. and he had a problem with his parents, uh, I think especially his dad. And uh, so after Richie Rich, he said, I'm... I'm not doing this anymore, so I hope you guys got enough money from me <laughs> because you're not getting any more. Bye-bye. And it seems like he divorced them or something to that effect. I think he actually had some sort of legal action taken where he's separated from them. Uh, so, I don't know. It was kind of a weird situation. But it would have been even weirder to see him play Jesus. Yeah, he's 37 now. Okay. Uh he said he lives in uh, Paris, huh? Yeah, Paris and New York. He's got two homes. Okay. So. Wow. Interesting. Pretty sweet life. 37 years old, huh? And is he is he married? Because he was for a while, and I think they divorced. He got married fairly young. Yeah, he was married from uh, 98 to 02. Oh, okay. So that would have put him about 17 or so when he got married. And then uh, what? Mila Kunis was his partner from 2002 or whatever. Uh, let's see, 2002 to 2010. He dated for eight years. Mila Kunis. Kunis? That's the uh, 70s no. show chick, right? Mila. Wow. Mila. 
that seems like a weird couple, doesn't it? She seems like an adult. For a long time, then, too. <laughs> he doesn't, so, wait, wait, so that's weird. She's 34. Mm-hmm. He's 37. All right, so... Mm. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so... uh, Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, By the way, a former Obama campaign official is claiming that Facebook knowingly allowed them to mine massive amounts of Facebook data, Hmm. more than they would have allowed anybody else to do because they were supportive of the campaign. Facebook was on our side, is what she says. Uh, Carol Davidson former director of integration and media analytics for Obama for America, said the 2012 campaign led Facebook to suck out the whole social graph and target potential voters. They would then use that data to do things like append their email lists. They came to the office in the days following the election recruiting and were very candid that they allowed us to do things they wouldn't have allowed someone else to do because they were on our side. Uh, you know what? It's a private business, and they can do whatever they want, I guess. But it sure pisses me off uh, that we all use Facebook so much because uh, they're on Obama's side. Davidson began the tweet thread with a link to a Time article outlining the Obama campaign's Facebook targeting campaign, which she said was codenamed Project Targus. That's because the more than 1 million Obama backers who signed up uh, gave the campaign permission to look at their Facebook friends lists. In an instant, the campaign had a way to see the hidden young voters. Roughly 85% of those without a listed phone number could be found in the uploaded friend list. What's more, Facebook offered an ideal way to reach them. People don't trust campaigns. They don't even trust media organizations. Who do they trust? Their friends. Uh, they shouldn't trust Facebook anymore, though. The campaign called this effort targeted, uh, targeted sharing. And in those final weeks of the campaign, the team blitzed the supporters who had signed up for the app with requests to share specific online content with specific friends simply by clicking a button. More than 600,000 supporters followed through with more than 5 million contacts, asking their friends to register to vote, give money, Vote or look at a video designed to change their mind. (laughs) Wow. A geek squad in Chicago created models from vast data sets to find the best approaches for each potential voter. Wow. I mean, that's the thing about Obama, right? They, their campaign was as high tech as hip and as plugged in as any campaign in the history of the world, more so than any other campaign in the history of the world. That's how he beat the the Clinton machine, which was thought to be unbeatable. And he crushed them. We're not just sending you a banner, explains Dan Wagner, the Obama campaign's uh, 29-year-old head of analytics. We're giving you relevant information from your friends. Facebook didn't immediately respond. Hmm. <laughs> uh they also reached out to uh, Mitt Romney's campaign for comment, and uh, they didn't have one either. Mitt Romney's under attack in Utah. Have you noticed that? A lot Mm-mm. of a lot of Republicans are coming out of the woodwork saying, "Hey, you, you don't want this Massachusetts liberal. Hmm. You you don't want this guy. Do you, do you not remember? He's he was the architect. He came up with the blueprint for Obamacare." And now you're going to put him in uh, the U.S. Senate seat from Utah? 
So he's, you know, he's got some, he's got some issues there, but I would imagine he'll overcome them because, you know, he's Mitt Romney and everybody knows who he is. Um, 888-900-3393. Also about 100,000. We, we talked about this just the other day. This is really strange because we were talking about the, you know, how, how quickly payphones went away, how quickly things like blockbuster video right. went away, Hollywood video, all of that stuff gone well, there are still, according to the FCC, 100,000 payphones left in the USA. Wow, that seems like a lot. Yeah, it does. Uh, but they, there were around 2 million in 1999. Wow. 2 million in 1999. Now there's 100,000. Still, I couldn't tell you where one is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have no idea. So wait, so 95% of the payphones in this country... Yeah, 19 years ago. Gone within 20 years. And I don't know where one is either. There was one near my house, but it's been gone for a few years. About a fifth of them are in New York. Mm. So if you want a payphone, go to New York. Going to pass on uh, any visit to that city. Okay. 888-900-3393 with your calls. We also have uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Time for chewing the fat with Jeffy, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> a little lunch happening right now. So I was walking by the... Uh... Wait, the pizza's here? No. No, oh. no please. The steak is here. The steak is here. I got you. Wow. I just happened to be walking by the, the kitchen right on the place, way to the here. Right place at the right time. Uh-huh. And... Uh... I love when that happens. And you go in there and you you start making noise about, wow, Glenn's getting that for lunch. Oh, man. Oh, well, I was there, I was and there, then sometimes I was there earlier and Matt, Chef Matt will have some some pity on you. We just, we just got it. We just butchered it. We just got it. It's so good. And I'm like, are you just telling me that just to, like, to rub it in or just be, so you know. Glenn just butchered some of his cattle? Uh, hmm. That's my understanding. But at least it's yeah. fresh. That's, I, let, nice. me, let me just that's say really this. That's really good, man. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and it's good. Mm, I wouldn't See, know. Mm, thanks for bringing some for me. You're welcome. Appreciate that a lot. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I thought Pat saved you a piece. I probably did not yeah, think you that. you only brought me one. Okay. Are you sure? Because I thought yeah. there was two in there. No, there did you, were. Did you oh, well, think darn. That. You thought that. I Had there that. been two, I would have eaten them both. I mean, that's both, Jeffy however. math for you. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. It's two. It's really mm-hmm. one. Very well. All right. So it's the first day of spring. Yay. Is it? I thought there was the 21st. No? Uh, here in the Northern Hemisphere, oh, uh, it's on the 20th. Really? Okay, I'm just letting mm-hmm. you know here the, the astronomical cycle. I got good news and bad news to kick just, off. Uh, astronomical cycle? Kick off the, uh, 
You did not just drop the phrase astronomical <laughs> cycle on us, did you? Okay, whatever. Oh, you're Continue. welcome. Sorry, Don't be that. angry because you didn't get a piece of meat. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on a day when I need <laughs> food, be brother. I wanted that. Yeah, he's better. Be Why? Because I'm starving. We're pizza delivered for Natasha. The pizza was supposed to be here at this? noon central. It's now backed up. One, I guarantee it won't be here before the show's over. So the free food was will be here later. You'll be all right. Planned well, around I that. I know that mm-hmm. the free food is being delivered today mm-hmm. because it, we're... Celebrating, I guess, yeah. Natasha's last week. Get out. I don't want to celebrate that. No, we're all incredibly I mean, bummed about that. I'm no I'm kidding. Actually, I'm really sad mm-hmm. that she's going. Is, is there a better employee in this building? Probably not. Well, well besides the guy on the couch over there. Yeah. I mean, no. I, like I bad. said, is I mean, there a better employee? <laughs> no. No, there's not. I mean, oh. are you asking me or are you telling me? No, I'm telling you. It's okay. sad. There's yeah. no better. There's, there I mean, is I no better her. employee no, in this uh, building. No, serious. No, all jokes aside, great. no way. Yeah. Been here almost nine years. No way. It's just it's wow. 10. Right? No, she came no. after I did, and I've been here for nine. She came after mm. me, and I've been here eight and a half, so mm-hmm. almost nine. Check your math, yeah. Mister. I brought in two pieces of beef. Not really. It was one. Well, all right, I brought in one for Pat because I didn't give a crap about you. There you, you, have you, have you, you. Now the truth comes out. <laughs> I had I grabbed a piece for me. I didn't have to grab one for either of you. That is true, and I appreciate the fact that you grabbed. And one. I thought, oh, it's so good. I'm going to grab one for Pat because I know how much he loves steak. But and I heard you bitching about pizza instead of steak. You could have brought in the steak and said, "Hey, brother, I know it's not pizza, but here's Perhaps some we steak." We could move past our our culinary problems no, here and, and go I'm on hungry. to the stories. <clears throat> okay. Well, the good news is that on the first day of spring, that mm-hmm. uh, you know you can get free ice cream cones <laughs> and Italian ice today. <laughs> I'm going to throw this mouse at your face. <laughs> <laughs> Dairy Queen and Rita's Italian Ice using the first day of spring as an excuse to give out free tweets all day. Huh. Mm. Mm. Yes, I know. No strings attached. No purchase. No coupon. Just walk up to the window. Say, happy first day of spring. Mm. And they'll say what your favorite Italian ice is, what kind of ice cream you want. Free cone, free Italian ice all day today. Nice. Happy first day of spring. Hmm. Uh, and... As a Pat, you know, of course, your producer got you some. Have them delivering stuff on first day of spring, right? For the oh, it must be on the way, right, producer? Or, I don't no, know. Apparently not. I don't so. care. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also <laughs> and the sad news on the first day of spring is that uh, if you were planning on going to Jamaica this weekend, as, oh, as I was, you sure? As I was, I was just you know spend the weekend down in Jamaica. Mm. The U.S. Embassy uh, has advised that U.S. citizens uh, effective a couple of days ago uh, declared a state of a public emergency in Jamaica. Hmm. Uh, you might want to not go there. Well, it's not a good time. Uh, Jamaican security forces within the borders say eh, we've got gangs, we've got murders. They're responsible for uh, 48 lives in uh, 76 days uh, in, the, in Jamaica. So eh, just don't worry about it. Maybe you ought to not visit. Wow. It's not a good time. And I love the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I love the uh, uh, deputy commissioner of police, Clifford Blake, is quoted in the story because yesterday uh, was his final day as acting commissioner. So uh, he was quoted in the story and then he was like, good luck, God bless. Take care. I'm out. (laughs) Good to see you. So there's Mm. gangs, uh, plenty of gangs. The Klansmen, I believe, is the name of the gang, which is uh, causing all kinds of terror in the country, trying to take over. So good luck. Seriously, in Jamaica, good luck yeah uh, i'm thinking about uh you know i haven't read this story i'm thinking about running for sheriff in alabama what do you think there's a county in alabama uh, etowah county 
Etowah, E-T-O-W-A-H, Etowah County in Alabama. Um, I want to be the sheriff there. Okay. Now, the sheriff's annual salary is only 93000 Mm-hmm. That's, you know, well, that's not, you know. Sure. Not bad. No. But uh, he's got uh, assets uh, valued at over, uh, well over a million dollars. Um, and they have a plan in uh, Etowah County, which uh, was a law that was passed before World War II, uh, that allows sheriffs to keep excess inmate feeding funds for themselves. So the past three years, he's made uh, over 250 grand. <laughs> In excess feeding funds? In excess feeding funds. <laughs> okay. I don't know how uh, you're going to... That's a good gig. How are you yeah, going to keep man. that? So all you have to do then, really, is uh, have too big a budget for the for food. Correct. And you get the leftovers. Right. And it's really not too big. I mean, you want to be able to feed every every prisoner. They're full Well, of course. Due. And, you know, that mm. obviously costs about a quarter of a million more than you would think. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. That's good. I, I would I would expect that it's possible that that law uh, changes. Changes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame. I mean, he's probably the one guy that uh, you know that realizes uh, we probably shouldn't have said anything about that. <laughs> and last night we got uh, sad news too um, on uh, <clears throat> Sudan. The last male northern white rhino has died. Oh, no. At the age of 45. Oh, no. I know. You could have broken that a little softer. Only two. I didn't even know it was oh. sick. And then and it's already gone? Wow. Oh, okay. Wow, that was sudden. All right, well, right? That was sudden well, and hurtful. I mean, and there's I, no bedside manner with this guy. Sudan, did you know that Sudan, <laughs> the last uh, white rhino, yeah? is being traded, treated for age-related complications? Oh, I didn't. How old is it? It's got uh, 45. Is it going to be? But, yeah, but they live longer than that. Degenerative changes and muscles and bones. He's got extensive Sure, but they're wounds. on top of the problem, right? They're gonna, he's going to be okay. It looks like his condition right? is worsening. Oh, oh no. In the last 24 hours. So oh, the treatment's... Treatment is uh, not working. Oh, he's dead. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? I thought he was getting treatment, man. That all went... Especially <laughs> suddenly, too. But yeah, no, he's dead. Sorry. It was a it's little over. more gent- gentle than the first time, so <laughs> thank you. And, and what thank kind you. of rhino was he again, Jeffy? A white. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Northern white die. Last Privilege. male Just northern die. white rhino. Die. And now they're hoping to preserve it. I mean, uh, this what? subspecies now lies in the developing in vitro fertilization techniques using uh, the eggs from the two remaining females. Mm. Now, there's stored northern white rhino semen from males mm-hmm. and the surrogate southern white rhino females. Now, the females are actually, uh, the one female is his daughter, and the other female is the daughter's daughter. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I mean, those are the last right. two. So, they're looking to, you know, good luck, God they're bless. The, they're the last two white rhinos? Yeah, the northern, yeah. Wow. I know. So they're close to extinction. Wow. You just, you just read a story with the phrase rhino semen. I mean, and you let's don't hope, get that every day. Listen, let's hope it does what happened in Cleveland. I mean, they had uh, the fridge malfunction at the fertility clinic. Leaves yeah. about 700 patients unsure of the viability of egg embryos. How do they find Oops. out? Yeah. Oops. And that was, the, that was the, the university hospital said they were incredibly sorry. Of course mm-hmm. they are. Of course they are. Incredibly sorry. Yeah. I know. It's, so we, we don't know what happened. They we're don't? Lo- we're going to look into it. Okay. The power went on. I mean, did somebody unplug a cord? Or? We're still investigating. Okay. Honestly, honest question. When do they find out if they're viable? I mean, I don't, they seriously. probably are not. 
I don't think about don't it. Think like at what point? I mean, even if they become pregnant, I mean, do you see? I mean, I have no idea. How do you know? Wow. Well, the liquid nitrogen, right, is, is at a certain temperature, and it could probably be stored out of that for only so long. But, I mean, how do you know that the actual um, embryos are still viable um, until they're implanted or at what point in the pregnancy uh, where I'm just I'm, I'm noodling this out and wondering at what point do they actually determine that? I don't know, but there's well. more thought on uh, sure on embryos, and I, I want to hear about. But I will frankly. say, I will say that if okay. if if, it, if if you're born a white rhino, this embryo is wrong. All right, it's stored <laughs> wrong. It's the wrong embryo. It is yeah. mislabeled. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, did you know when is the best time uh, to uh, have a wedding at Walmart? Oh. <laughs> Do you know what the best time is? The third of never spring. Early oh. sp- early spring is the okay. best time to have a wedding at Walmart. You want to know why? Why? Because mm-hmm. all the good patio furniture is still there. Okay. Yeah, right. that makes sense. A Pennsylvania couple got married at Walmart <laughs> where they met <laughs> so that coworkers they work there. Yeah. Uh the coworkers could uh, they might not be able to get it off. They can't just shut down a Walmart for a wedding. Right. So let's get married at the Walmart. What, a good what do you idea. say? Wow! Then everybody can just take a little break, uh-huh. come to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Even people who are shopping can come, yeah, and celebrate our wedding together. And you can get back to the single wide by about what four in the afternoon, probably. <laughs> There's no, you know, see that uh, that's that's like a little slam to people see getting that, married that, at Walmart. That, that is a little, a little slam to people getting married at Walmart. No, I do know that. No, you do not. I guarantee you. I, you guarantee I me. Guarantee anyone who gets married at Walmart mm. lives in a not even a double wide, a single mm. wide trailer, wow. a single wide trailer. I got, guarantee got it. Got that detail in the story? <laughs> no, I will say. <laughs> Come on. And it's there a, might even be a broken down washer dryer set out on the front porch. So, well, I mean, you've seen the picture here. Yeah. We've got the picture. They look like a couple in love. <laughs> really? Let's they see. do. They're a couple in love. Oh, boy. Chrissy and Lita. Okay. Yeah, um, there they are. They're just a couple in love getting Clean married at Walmart. Aisle four. Clean and they are in the four. they are in the patio yeah, furniture it's section. A good time. It's early, early so. spring. Nobody's bought it yet. Still, just put it up. Seriously, <laughs> why would you do that? Because they wanted to be everybody be together and be friends. That's where they met, Pat. I mean, That's what's a better place? Can you them. think of any place better than <laughs> a Walmart garden aisle on Walmart? No, now that you mention it, no. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And look, they met there, right? And they, the, the couple first met in uh, September 2015 mm-hmm. when uh, Torres got the job as manager at the Walmart. Mm-hmm. And now this is this that's is actually a, a good paying position. It is and manager I, I, Walmart. And I also find it, good uh, money. it's okay when I read this story. I know this is this is a lesbian couple. What at Walmart? Yes, the lesbian they got couple. married. Yes, all right. But what I find, uh-huh. and they found their soulmate, and good for them. They're mm-hmm. a couple in love. Bless their hearts. Mm-hmm. But what I find interesting is the story about how they got uh, together. Hmm. Uh, because uh, within the next few months, the pair began mildly flirting with each other. Mm-hmm. often finding themselves walking past each other just to walk past each other. She admits she was scared at first to get into another relationship because she had a failed relationship before. Uh, oh, sure. The marriage, and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. struggling. So that, that first marriage didn't go well. But mm-hmm. Tori's was persistent. Mm, good. Persistent. Mm-hmm. One day when it was snowing, she asked if I could go pick her up since I have a truck. <clears throat> No truck jokes? No. 
when she got in the truck, she said, so, are you going to go out on a date with me? I guess that's okay in lesbian relationships, but if this was a man and a woman. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. If this was a man and a woman, that would be almost considered stalking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mean, what do you mean? Every time I go down the garden aisle, there you are. I'm the manager. I get to go wherever I want. Yeah. <clears throat> Not today you don't. Wow. Right? I mean, that's... Using your, privilege, your position right. there, right? Of authority? I'll yes. go where I want to go. Yes. If I want to go over here and flirt during and, and business now, and hours. And she's the manager, so the cheap, I mean, she's just cheap. She will, instead of, uh, actually, now I'm pissed that they got married at the Walmart. Because now the manager is just cheap. We'll just get married here. I love you so much, but we'll get married here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend an extra dime somewhere else. So. Making a honeymoon on a car lot since their first date was in a truck or, you know, picked them up. That's what brought them together was that truck during the snowstorm. I <laughs> uh, remember that day when it was snowing and stuff. Yeah, and I couldn't get out of my trailer. <laughs> Remember that? And my uh, my favorite uh, uh, meme of the day on Facebook goes, it's a couple years old now, but it stands true. Now, it's entitled How to Be a Parent in 2017, but it does stand true in 2018. Make sure your children's academic, emotional, psychological, mental, spiritual, physical, nutritional, and social needs are met while being careful not to overstimulate, understimulate, improperly medicate, helicopter, or neglect them in a screen-free, processed, foods-free, GMO-free, negative energy-free, plastic-free, body-positive, socially conscious, but also authoritative, nurturing, but fostering of independence, gentle but not overly permissive, pesticide-free, two-story, multilingual home, preferably in a cul-de-sac with a backyard, 1.5 siblings, spaced at least two years apart for proper development. Also, don't forget the coconut oil. Uh, it's at, the, at the bottom, it says how to be a parent in literally every other generation before ours. Feed them sometimes. <laughs> and I would add to that, go outside and don't come back unless somebody's bleeding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the way it was done for 100 years or more. I heard the phrase negative energy free. That's correct. What right? in the what? Make your children's academic, emotional, psychological, mental, spiritual, physical, nutritional and social needs. Mm-hmm. Don't don't understimulate or overstimulate. Oh, negative food, GMO free, negative energy free What in the world. Mm. Plastic free. Pla- oh. Body positive, socially conscious. I mean, there could be allergies involved, you know. Right. Yeah, there could be allergy, allergies. And there's, so. I mean, there's a lot of allergies. Yeah. Uh, in today's world, mm-hmm. plastic. It's a little frightening. Mm-hmm. It I is. know you. <laughs> Want to laugh there, Keith, Mister Ha Ha Ha? Mm, yeah, Mister Ha 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 on an empty stomach. Tell you that. <laughs> oh, is there another food story? I hate an English you. restaurant I hate offering a two hundred. I wasn't going to do this story. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to do it just for you. Okay. Uh, the English restaurant uh, offering a 200-ounce steak challenge. Wow. 200? 200 uh, ounces. Look at the size of those bad boys. Look at those bad boys. My God. <clears throat> the Cost- biggest I've ever heard of was in Texas. Uh, in, is it Lubbock? Yeah. Uh, or Amarillo. Amarillo? Amarillo. 72 ounces. So right? good. That is actually great. It's not just a gimmick place. It? It is, I've been yeah. there multiple times. We go through there all the time. I love it. Cattleman's, Cattleman's Steakhouse serves the 200-ounce monster along with garlic bread, fries, onion rings, mushrooms, tomatoes, and coleslaw. hate you. It's designed to be shared by four people and any group which completes the meal within one hour free of charge. Think about that, though. That's still 50 ounces apiece. There's no way you get through that. In one hour? I, they, said no that they, they said that uh, they've had no uh, 
uh, 10 people ten. try it, two finished. Wow. Two groups finished. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, you know, that's why I, I never, I'm not, you know, I'm like the, I'm a distance eater. Yeah, I know. I'm not the speed eater. Right. That hour, it ruins it. Mm-hmm. But if you sit down. Well, and, an hour is pretty long to finish a steak. <laughs> you got to eat everything. Yeah, you've got to get the garlic bread and the fries. That's where they get you on the oven. Yeah. You can eat stuff. Yeah, yeah. For free. You got to eat everything that they bring you. Yeah. It's not just that's the a steak. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Because I know that uh, I know Elvis, my oldest son, and some of his uh, linemen, offensive linemen buddies from Missouri, go to a place in Missouri that has that, and they get kind of pissed when those guys come in because then they always <laughs> get it for free. <laughs> <laughs> During the football days, they just come in and sit. Really, down, they can you know, all do just it. Serve it. Yeah, wow. sit here. We're not well, paying. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it worked great. out well. Yeah, that's fun. All right, that's uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. Uh, what if I told you there's a new product that allows you to safely practice your shooting your gun at home? <laughs> I've already called you a liar about this product. I it's know. not true. It is true. It is true. Now, you can do this without the bullet going through your wall. Uh, let's say you set up a dictionary in front and you shoot the dictionary. The bu- that dictionary the stops it just like That's a lot of words, man. It's, it's thick. Yeah, it's a lot, there's no, a lot of words. There's no way except every time that the bullet goes through that book. Yeah, it goes through. And uh, then it goes through your wall <laughs> and then it goes into your neighbor's <laughs> apartment. That's not a good way to do it. Dummy. Uh, so here's what you do. You go to iTargetPro and you use their, uh, you use your cell phone and their app which uses a laser in place of the bullet, and then that detects exactly where your shots are landing. So you see it and you hear it. Really cool. Plus, it is cool. We've used it here a couple times. It's really fun. Studios. It's a lot of fun. It's fun. Yeah. And, and you save money in ammo. You save money in range fees. You save the hassle of going to and from the range. So go to the letter I, then targetpro.com. Watch the video. See for yourself. It's, it's really cool. Plus, what makes it kind of an extra special thing that you're practicing at home, where are you most likely to defend yourself? At home. At home. Yeah. So, so you might as well get comfortable using wow. it. Excellent idea. Jeffy made a great nice point thought. there. Yes. Man. And right now you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT. When you purchase the iTarget Pro system, save money, save time. Take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com, offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns. All right, we've got our uh, Copper Fit products. Uh, do we have the commercial still mm. with uh, Favre? And uh, I don't know if we have time for it here, so maybe we'll do it on the other side. But Favre and, and Rice and uh, yeah, all and the Copper Fit product Copper Fit. <laughs> go out and play against a group of guys in a park or something. And uh, <laughs> okay. I'm sure that happens all the all time. All the time. Yeah, where two Hall of Fame NFL yeah. football players show up. <laughs> And just start playing hey with a group of guys. Hey guys, what else Wanna they got going on? Man? You guys bit? are playing football. Can we can we join in? Hmm. Sure. Oh, so these are oh, I need the knees. So anyway, we got the Copper Fit. I have the uh, Copper Fit back support, and that's supposed to fix your back, I guess. 
Mm. Live limitless. So after I after I wear this for a little while, you can dude, fly. I will be able to fly and jump. Nice. You know, is this like a one size fits all? Or? Yeah, you got a knee knee brace oh, over there. No way was that going to fit you, right? <laughs> I mean, do they have like? There is no. First of all, the one size fits all never worked for me. Four X or six X. Six X. This is not. No, this is like a two X. I can wear it if you want me to this wear two X. Is not going to. It's not going to go around. No, it's not. This no. is like for my elbow. <laughs> Okay, this is not a knee. I think you're right. This is not a knee. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll use it on my elbow. I'll let you know how it feels. Well, well, well speaking of elbows, I, I do have a muscle tear in my elbow, so we'll see if this thing is All a right, miracle put it on worker. And see if it works. Okay. Because uh, Favre and Rice, in the commercial at least, we'll play it in a few minutes, <laughs> they swear by this. I feel like a card dealer. And I, I don't believe that it works, but we're going to try oh. it. Oh. Are you better? Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> Want to toss the ball around? Come on. <laughs> this is right. I'm already. Now, it's supposed to go on your knee. Can, already. Can you really not get, you can't get that on your big chat legs, right? Well, yeah. You didn't even try. Don't be a quitter, man. <laughs> no, I brought you steak. <laughs> yeah, you did. I brought you steak. Yeah, you did. You didn't bring me steak. Yeah, so put and it I on. I should have. I'll tell you what. Put it on your have. knee. You so we're going to try this, and then and then <laughs> we've got to go back to the Flex Seal family of products yes. and try the glue. Have you seen the new glue commercial? Oh, you know it'll be able to work. Unbelievable. (laughs) I know that doesn't work. (laughs) So we're going to try that as well. 888-933-93. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Uh, Tony Lloyd writes, wouldn't it be interesting to find out how David Hogg treats less popular kids in school? Yeah, wouldn't it? I would love to know. Nick in Detroit, an unexploded bomb has been found at an Austin FedEx, actually San Antonio FedEx, what we need is common sense bomb control, right? Uh, truth on Benghazi. I think fourth grade girls take the nastiest of all award. It was brutal. Uh, Garrett, the bulk of the payphones left are in jails across America. And Lone Wolf 2965, someone needs to get Keith a Snickers stat. Right? You're not yourself when you're hungry. I finally got pizza. Got pizza. I don't have steak, but I do have pizza. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy for that. You, you, uh, you should be. I am. I'm very glad. Uh, it's really wonderful. Congratulations be on that. i loud if I don't get food in me. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, actually. Um, yep. So The louder I am, then yeah. you can just know that it's reciprocal that I'm hungry. That much hungry. Much more. Oh, gee. I apparently can't speak unless I'm eating either. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about the Spanish rappers yesterday mm. who were sentenced to three and a half years in prison for the lyrics that they were writing. And so we were talking about whether or not rap lyrics in this country could get anybody put in jail. I, I don't think that's even possible. Now, first of all, I don't know if they write about things like terrorism and killing people, but uh, Eminem does, right? Now that I think about it, about it, hasn't Eminem written about assassinating Trump? 
There was something in the uh, parking garage, right, where he yeah. told fans to you know go away if you don't if you like Trump or something. There was that, but then really? I think he's written something a little more poignant, a little more uh, extreme than that. Hmm. But we were uh, I was talking about some of my favorite uh, rap artists because Keith I think doubted uh, my hipness. Wait, and whoa. I I mentioned several uh, that were huge, uppermost uh, in my. <clears throat> you know my CD collection, your your who collection, my CD collection, and what's a CD? streaming collection, and I huh. you know I I mean I've got all kinds of different formats for the rap music that I that I have and enjoy and listen to, uh, but uh, wow. yeah, you haven't heard Jay Z until you've heard him on the original CD full format, the original, the original CD. CD. I don't think like Jay-Z not the remastered, started, no, the original. Uh, and then we were talking about Lil Wayne. And so is it Lil, Little or Lil? It's Lil. It's Lil? And Lil Wayne. Okay. Who has said some pretty interesting things. Yeah, he has. Do you have that list? Oh. Uh, here's one of the things he was talking about. He was talking about racism. They, they love to go to the rappers and talk to them about racism um, and get their take on how awful America is. And they... They're always astounded if anybody deviates from that theme. So listen to what Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne had to say. At the age of 12 years old, I shot myself. I was in the house. Police knocked on the door. I was right there. They knocked the door down. Everybody jumped over my body to go get the guns and drugs and whatever they could find. It took one guy to stop right there and, and cuss everybody that hopped over me out. Like, what the f*** are y'all doing? They said, oh, no, 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 we was going to see if it... What the f*** are y'all doing? We called the ambulance. A f***ing ambulance, do you not see this kid on the floor with this hole in his chest? Say, you, you drive. Pick me up. Brought me to the hospital. He didn't drop me off at the ambulance and say, you take him. He brought me to the hospital room. And made two and stood there and waited till the doctor said he's gonna he's gonna make it. Wow. He said, Don't worry, my name's Uncle Bob. He was white as snow. The that hopped over me was blacker than me. Was he a cop? Yeah, he was a cop. My life was saved by a white man. I don't know what racism is. I know a good name Uncle Bob though. That's <laughs> That is great. Yeah. I mean, that's powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. His life was saved by a white cop when he was 12 years old. I don't know how he shot himself. Did he shoot himself on purpose? Do we know what I don't know. prompted that? I, I, I don't know the full story, but uh, it's fascinating that he attributes his life being saved to a white guy when the black people all jumped over the top of him and went to get drugs and guns. Uh, fascinating. I bet that's not popular in his uh, in the black community. He uh, identifies he, as a Roman Catholic, and he did accidentally shoot himself. By the way, he accidentally so, did. FYI. Okay, and nobody helped him Correct. except the white cop. Everybody ran. Yep. So he identifies <clears throat> as Roman Catholic. Wow. He reads the Bible regularly while playing in New York Symphony Hall. Lil Wayne professed his belief in God and his son Jesus, and. During his 2011 tour in Australia with Eminem, before beginning his uh, his bracket, he proclaimed his belief in God. 
So that's uh, that's nice. He's received criticism after a video released by TMZ showed him apparently stepping on an American flag. He later explained it was never my intention to desecrate the flag of the United States, and that was that he was shooting a video for a song on his upcoming album, God Bless America. He claims the purpose of the flag was to show that behind the American flag were the hoods of America. In late 2016, Wayne made statements critical of the Black Lives Matter movement, saying, I don't feel connected to a damn thing that ain't got nothing to do with me. (laughs) If you do, you crazy as stuff. 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 You crazy as stuff. And adding that his status as a rich African-American with white fans is evidence that black people are valued in modern America. What? (laughs) Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It is white people who have, in part, made him famous, rich and famous. Uh, Also, he had a message for Colin Kaepernick Mm -hmm. and uh, more for Black Lives Matter, as if this weren't already enough. He's appeared on... uh, was this when Bayless was on ESPN? Yeah. Or is this his Skip new Bayless. show? Yeah. Skip Bayless used to be on ESPN. He's on Fox, I think, now. But anyway, uh, well, Skip Bayless, all of these sports guys, it almost doesn't matter who they are, except for Will. Will Kane on ESPN is not a progressive idiot. Mm. The rest of them, almost to a person, are progressive idiots. I don't know why that happens. I don't know why sports people are so liberal. I, I don't I don't understand it. But Skip Bayless had the rapper on about race relations in the U.S. and how Wayne experiences it on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Lil Wayne said, Skip, they wouldn't, want, they wouldn't want to ask me that. They wouldn't want my answer to represent them because God knows I have been nothing but blessed. These 33 years have been nothing but a blessing. I have never, and never is a strong word, never dealt with racism. Bayless continued to press the rapper on the subject, asking him if he's ever experienced offensive behavior from any other color. Mm. And what did Lil Wayne say to that? Lil Wayne said, never. (laughs) (laughs) put that in your pipe he he replied he wasn't sure if it was because he was blessed by god or because racism just doesn't exist as much as black lives matter claims it does there's no such thing as racism he said describing how he can look out at his concerts and see people of all different races going to his concerts Hmm. i love this guy he continued when the host pressed on police shootings and wayne said that when those situations unfold Get this. Hmm? It's best to know all the facts. What? And quote, figure out what's going on first. So this unquote. is Lil Wayne saying this about yeah, when about, a cop was involved with a shooting. Right. Okay. Seems like he's echoed some things that we've even said about that. It's huh. best to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Get the facts first. And it would be better to come together as a nation rather than divide each other on racial lines i really like this kid wow can, can he run for president maybe <laughs> we do that i mean if we're gonna have a celebrity uh president <clears throat> mm-hmm. um it might just know, as well just, be little wayne just just put your name in the hopper at some point Lil wayne. and then you could hear uh tom brokaw 
talk about him on the on the embassy <laughs> night. Oh, oh, news. Oh, Wayne is running for president. Well, well, Wayne is in Louisville, Kentucky today. Oh, at a like a rally. <laughs> at a rally. Uh, at a at a ra- is rally. Is it a is it a political rally? At a a political rally. In Jalabad, in Jal tonight in Jalabad, Lil Wayne performs at a political rally. <laughs> uh, his uh, his full name is Dwayne Michael <clears throat> Carter Jr. <gasps> We'd have another President Carter. Wow, that didn't go so well last time. No, it really didn't. Ernie in New Jersey, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. Um, when you did your report on on the collusion between uh, Facebook. And uh, the, the Obama campaign, mm-hmm. uh, it, it seemed pretty clear that that, that represented a, 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 an in-kind contribution from Facebook to the campaign. In fact, a massive one. Um, that, to me, raises two questions. Number one, did the campaign uh, report the contribution in its financial filings? Uh, and if they did, how did they arrive at a value uh, since nobody else is allowed to buy it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And perhaps more important, can are companies allowed to make contributions of any sort uh, to a presidential campaign? It seems to me they're not, but, but I'm not sure. No, companies, companies can, uh, yeah, they can contribute to uh, campaigns. And that's one of the things that hacks off the Democrats so much um, that, that companies have been... Uh, determined to be individuals because the companies are made up of individuals. And so it's been deemed that it's their First Amendment right to do that. But as for whether or not the Obama campaign claimed that contribution to their campaign, my guess is they absolutely did not. That's a really great point. That's a great point. Because if Facebook gave them access to... A million Obama backers and 600,000 supporters followed through uh, with more than 5 million contacts. What is that worth to the campaign? <laughs> a lot. A lot. That helped them win the, the stinking campaign. And my guess is they didn't claim it at all because I, I don't think they wanted anybody to know this. This is all coming out now because a, a member of the Obama campaign, an official, Carol Davidson, just started talking about it in a, in in uh, in a bunch of tweets that she sent out, and I'm guessing the Obama campaign is not happy about that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition. They have a product called Field of Greens, which I love. Now I just I gave this a shot, started putting it a scoop of it into um, the smoothie I drink uh, for breakfast every day, and it is. As you know, the only way I get vegetables. Mm-hmm. I am not a guy who's eating a lot of broccoli. I've never seen you eat alf- a vegetable. Alpha sprouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, not a vegetable, right? And I have known you for 17 years. I don't believe I've ever no. seen you eat a vegetable. I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> this is the only way I get them. I mean, this is it. So you just put one scoop into eight ounces of water or your favorite drink or smoothie, whatever. And you're done. It's that easy. It tastes great. And it gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Prebiotic, probiotic, it boosts your immunity. And there's antioxidant power too. 
Plus, it's not just an extract. It's actual real food. Go to BrickHousePat.com and try Field of Greens for yourself today. I think you're going to love it. You just feel better during the course of the day. More energy. I'm less hungry. I love this stuff. And get your free shaker bottle when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Say that to my face. Oh, okay. That steak was delicious. <laughs> I mean, I look over here, dude's literally holding gnawing on a, a T-bone. T-bone. Yeah, yeah. What in the? Uh... I mean, just the scraps of the T-bone, but still delicious. Seriously? Oh my gosh, the scrap. I mean, did you want to lick it after I ate no. it? I don't think so. I'm so, just saying. So maybe calm down for a little bit. Like, hey, you just let me ate cut pizza. You off kind of pig are you? Oh my gosh. How much food do you need? Don't try to equate <laughs> pizza with T-bone steak, sir. Uh, man. <laughs> All right, whatever. Now, today I have learned who my true friends are, and it turns out yeah, uh, like in this room, You didn't room, know none. that before? I have not. You didn't know that before? Not Come on you now. nor Jeffy. When it comes to steak, man, I, I'll cut your arm off to get to it first. <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Noted. When it comes to steak, it's every man for himself, and you reach over to get mine, you're pulling back a bloody stump. <laughs> or you're using okay. you're, Let me finish this T-bone so I can use it to impale you with. <laughs> right. I'm driving it right through your eye. So. Yeah. Just know that. Hey, the pizza okay. was awesome, by the way. The pizza was pretty good. <laughs> Wait, you had some of that I had too? that too, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. It hasn't been a great uh, day as far as uh, eating for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I've probably gained back 29 of the 30 pounds I've lost. 888 <laughs> Uh Huge breakthrough in restoring vision. This is really amazing. If you know anybody with macular degeneration... You might tell them about this because while I don't know if this is widely available, they've done it in Britain and a man in his early 80s and a woman in her early 60s received a new stem cell based treatment for age related macular degeneration, a condition which leads to rapid loss of central vision, horrible, horrible disease. My dad had it and, um, Probably, you know, by the time he was 73 or four or five, the last few, the last five or six years of his life, he was almost totally blind and it, he was just miserable over it. Um, he, you know, loved his independence and then it felt like he didn't have any and it was just really sad. Um, so had this treatment been available, would have absolutely put him in this trial. Why wouldn't you do this? If you have macular degeneration, are you, do you care if they wait until it's been approved by the FB, FDA? I don't. Just let me try it. What are you going to lose? If you're already blind, what can you lose? Just do the treatment. Get it to people. Make it available. First time an engineered piece of tissue has been successfully used to treat people with sudden severe sight loss. Uh, the study 
into this, which is a condition that affects 600,000 people in the UK alone. I think it's in the millions here in the United States. It's a major milestone. Uh, and researchers believe it could lead to an off-the-shelf treatment within five years. Wow. That's tremendous. Patients were suffering from macular degeneration and had lost most of their eyesight. The results suggest that this approach is safe and provides good visual outcomes. So the patients who received the treatment had very severe AMD. And their improved vision will go... uh, a long way to enhancing their quality of life. We recognize that this is a small group of patients, but we hope that we have learned from this study and what we have learned will benefit more in the future. So apparently there's just a procedure where they use a, a new device to plant the cells in the back of your eye over the diseased cells. Wow. And then uh, it's called a stem cell patch. And it, it starts to reinvigorate the retina. I mean, how amazing is that? That is stunning. How amazing. By the way, just to update your numbers there, um, 1.75 million individuals in the United States suffer from macular degeneration. Um, by 2020, they're expecting that to be at 3 million uh, <sighs> cases going on. So, I mean, this could save the eyesight of a lot of people. Sure could. I love stuff like this. I do too. I love it when it gives you hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 aside from the advances, the medical advances that are involved that are just so you know, awe inspiring, it's almost a way they're swimming against the tide because not only are they coming up with minor miracles, um, in some cases major miracles, mm-hmm. um, it's in the face of a government that is doing everything they can to eliminate the ability to make such discoveries yeah. and, and make such advances. Yeah. And so it's almost like a, a, it's not only a, a physical a, a healing, but it's also a way to put the government in its place and say, look, it's the private sector that's doing this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. and it, But if you have macular degeneration, you don't care necessarily about the government nope, part. I know. You don't it's care just about like that. A, it's like an extra layer of... Yeah, it's just an extra layer of and, fun. And, and, and what it is... It makes it more difficult for these cures to be found. It does. Yeah, it, when you it, have to go through so painful. Tw- 20 years of red tape with the FDA, uh, it doesn't do any good any good to anybody. That, and that, I mean, you're dead by the time they approve it. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And there was some sort of uh, experimental treatment that was working for women, I believe. If I remember, it was right about the time Obamacare was beginning to take root. I don't know if it was breast cancer or something, but it was actually working and there was something in Obamacare that just took away the ability for women to seek this treatment. It's just stuff like that that it just it makes absolutely out of my mind. no sense whatsoever. It drives me out of my mind. For cancer treatments, too. Why don't they make all of these experimental drugs available to people with terminal cancer? Why wouldn't you do that? Right. What do you have to lose? If you have stage four cancer, whatever the situation may be, and it's you know been determined that it's either some experimental treatment or we can't do anything for you, why wouldn't you make it available to them? Why wouldn't you give them some hope? I, I don't even understand that. Mm-mm. I don't even understand it. I have a really good friend who's going through an incredible battle with cancer. And uh, he's tried to get into these trials. And it's they're really picky about who gets into the trial. Because they, they want their average, they want the 
they want it to work for almost everybody who's in it. And so they try to make sure, they try to rig their odds a little bit yes. so that they look better and they make more money and their their drug can become available and then they can make a fortune on it. Um, but they make it almost impossible sometimes. If, if you've had any other treatment, uh, they don't want you because it might be that treatment that is credited instead of theirs. Yeah. Uh, if you have... Certain other factors, they don't want you. I mean, it's it's really frustrating. I've been there myself. Really, really frustrating. With a family member. Yep. Yeah. It's And so uh, make it available to people who need it. Let's, I mean, it just makes sense. 888-900-3393. Also, we were talking earlier about uh, the passion of the Christ. And Jim Caviezel, who was on with Glenn yesterday, and actually I was on with him for a few minutes. And uh, he was not the first choice by Mel Gibson to play Jesus in that movie. Fascinating. It was actually Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) A caller pointed that out to us. And Uh, it turns out to be true. Mel Gibson's first choice was Macaulay Culkin. He would have been Jesus if he hadn't seemed too young to the test audiences. (laughs) I mean, I can't. It almost seems sacrilegious that mm. Macaulay Culkin would have played Jesus. See what you did there. It's like the, the uh, no, the the country will be destroyed if you allow that to happen. So mm. please don't do that. And they uh, didn't. Simpler time 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. We may have been able to weather that storm. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> Passion of the Christ is still the top rated uh, R-rated movie of all time. It's $611 million wow. is what it made at the box office. $611 million. Uh, and they're doing the sequel, which Jim Caviezel is also in. <clears throat> but Jim Caviezel is in another faith-based movie this weekend that they think is going to do really well. Uh, it's called Paul the Apostle of Christ, and he plays Paul in this. But at the same time as that's being released, and they think that's going to do really well, I can only imagine the story about um, the lead singer of Mercy Me, Made seventeen million at the box office last weekend. <laughs> so these faith-based movies are really starting to kick into gear. This is great. Maybe Hollywood will finally take notice. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. Never mind. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Uh, and thank you for being here. <laughs> wow, does that just occur to you? Like out of yeah, the blue, like you heard yeah. that name and you're like, whoa, yeah. wait a minute. Isn't that weird? Because I was just about to listen to this guy and uh, I was waiting for him to start talking. And then I realized, no, wait. Yeah, that's got to be weird. That's To me. just be just sitting around and yeah. all of a sudden you just randomly hear your name. Like, I was just waiting to hear some really good talk radio and uh, hmm. and hear this Pat Gray Unleashed person they're talking about. And then yeah. it hit me, wait, oh, what a let that. Oh, they're talking about me. Yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah, jeez. where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. with any uh, thoughts or input you have today. Uh, did you read about this comedian 
Did you read about this? Did you see this in the paper today? No, Jay, I haven't done the uh, Jay. Well, no, no, that's, Jay, what you got? That's my that's my only chance of doing impersonation <laughs> on this show. Well, let me go. I go. Uh, let's do it again. <clears throat> and then I won't I won't rack your impersonation. Okay, thank you. Please, I'll probably screw it up. Did, now. You, did you see this? Did you read about this, Kevin? Did you see, did you read this? Did no. you see this in the paper today? Right, I don't know, Jay. You done? Man? No. <laughs> Try to get one from the top. It's from the top. Come on. Did you read about this? You see this in the paper today? You no, see Jay. this? Oh, what, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> no, nah, Jay. Nah, Where Jay. is the opening? Uh, point to me. I gave it to you. No, all right, all right. Did you read about this? You see this in the paper today? No, Jay. No, no. See, now it's not white. Did you read about this? You see this in the paper today? No, what's that? Oh, forget <laughs> it. I hate me. I'm just going to go and hang myself now. Now there's too much pressure. Have, you see what it's like when people have, are telling you, I want you to do this yeah, on command? I have nothing to live for now. Changes everything. Then if you just do it impromptu. My, my, impromptu. Kevin, my Kevin Eubanks impersonation. Yeah. No, man. <sighs> no, Jay. No, man. What's he got? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really matter because uh, the show's not even on anymore. So. so sh- <laughs> and I noticed that he doesn't tweet. I looked. I looked recently. Actually, I, I don't know what was going on there, but uh, he like the last time he tweeted was like five years ago. I thought, no, man, no, you need what, to be Jay? Tweet. No, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Eubanks. Oh, okay. Makes me sad. Yeah, I want Kevin sad. to tweet. What What was the name of his band? Didn't he Kevin Eubanks it? in the Tonight and Show? Show. Band? Oh, okay. I, actually, Is I don't know. It? I'm just kind of thinking yeah. it through here. Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, it might have been. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of because the new one is the Roots, right? The, uh-huh. That uh, Jimmy Fallon uses, Is that, okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, the point was <laughs> this: this comedian goes to uh, Loyola, Loyola University in Chicago, and you know they have these comedians coming all the time. And the school that hired him to come and entertain the students at the school sent him a warning to avoid certain content. Oh. Here's what this comedian could not talk about. Rape, sexual assault, race, or sexual orientation. I, you're, you're telling a black comedian he can't talk about race? Mm. Come on now. Wow. Isn't that about all I talk about? Well, think about, like, think, just, just think mm. about telling Richard Pryor or, or Eddie Can Murphy you imagine that? that. Okay, we want you to come to our campus, but thing is, we know your shtick and you're not going to be able to do it here. And yet we don't want you to swear. We don't want you to use the F word. Oh, well, then not. And you can't say anything about mother anything. Not inviting me. (laughs) So So. uh, it's getting so bad for these comedians. If I were them, I wouldn't even show up on a college campus. This is just crazy. No kidding. I mean, I thought that. And I don't even like Hannibal Burris. Isn't he the one that brought up the whole rape thing with uh, with Bill Cosby? Maybe, maybe Maybe he's a hero for it. I don't know. If Cosby is guilty, he's a hero. Yeah, you're right. It was. Um, Okay. Uh, I had a point there, and now it's gone. Bye-bye. So what did he do? He went to the school, okay, and he put the school's uh, email and challenge and <laughs> warning to him up on the big screen. Thank you. With a projector, and he said, "Yeah, this is what I'm not supposed to talk about." <laughs> and then he said, "Y'all f kids, right?" Because it's a Catholic university, and oh. he's referencing the oh. the priest thing. I mean, really, oh. really awful, uh-huh. right? Really awful. But then he proceeded to do all that they told him not to do. So they cut his mic. Sure. And uh, he s- threw the mic on the floor and just started, you know, and the audience was chanting. And then they got really quiet because he was doing the show without a mic. Wow. So then 
they turned up the music so loud that you couldn't hear him without the mic. And he finally just walked off the stage. Uh, but the students are pissed about this. And I, I'm not sure why, because these little darlings mm-hmm. usually love, love these restrictions, don't they? Mm-hmm. Don't they want to be in a safe place, in a safe environment, with, with safe things being said to them that they only agree with? They don't want to be challenged in any way? <clears throat> Our freedom of speech is being taken away from us step by step make no mistake about this i mean i don't like the subject matter either i don't like you know a guy joking about rape and sexual assault and racial issues and sexual orientation that's not really my bag i don't i don't dig hearing him say mf -er all the time i don't want to hear that however he's got the right to do it doesn't he yeah and that's what i started to say earlier is remember who was the comedian oh boy um it looks like that we were turning the tide. The comedians were fighting back, pushing back against the political correct uh, yeah. culture yeah. That, that has basically intruded on <clears throat> their ability to make a living. Yep. And so I thought, I guess incorrectly, that uh, that we uh, Patton Oswalt was had, remember he had that routine. Yeah, where, where he was talking about, hey, we're with you, trans people. Yeah, and we're back with you. Off. Back so, off us a little bit. Give us some slack. Yeah, I. Yeah, because it, it's getting to the point where these guys can't talk about anything. If you can't talk about rape, well, I, I mean, you should be able to do a decent show without rape. Okay, right? okay fair point. Okay. That's, that's All right. fair. All right. Uh, sexual assault? Again, you could probably do an okay show without Again, that. It's same realm. But yes. you're asking a black comedian to do a show without speaking about race. I don't. I don't think I know a single black comedian who doesn't talk about it immediately every show, every time. And that's the whole thing that is so entertaining, so funny, right? humorous. It's funny. Is the fact that we can poke fun at our stereotypes. Yes. I mean, I'm good. Yes. I, I'm the first person that you can make a white-related joke about in front of. Oh yeah. Um, I don't care about and, that. I don't care about being called a cracker or right. a Casper or. What? Whatever. I, it doesn't bother me. It's, but we take um, ourselves so seriously as a yeah, society. Yeah, we, we do. But at the we we wait to be offended. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm gonna go. What is the earliest in this day that I can be offended and tell someone <clears throat> that they have just offended? I've are been your triggered. eyes open? If your eyes are open, oh. that's the earliest you can be that's offended. Right. As soon as your eyes open on the day, you're ready. You're all set. Let's do this. The offense has begun. I just, I mean, could you please? Just how do people exist that are just waiting to be offended? How do you even live? I I can't take it. (laughs) It's it's gotten so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Seriously. And it is it's really frightening because our First Amendment is being really challenged right now. I mean, it's hanging by a thread. The Constitution is hanging by a thread. We've already talked about the Second Amendment being uh set fire to in New Orleans because there was a hurricane. Well, where's the exception for hurricanes in the Constitution? Mm-hmm. They knew about hurricanes. Hurricanes weren't technologically beyond them. They knew they happened and they didn't yet they didn't put any sort of exception to gun ownership because of hur- hurricanes in the Constitution. So that was violated. The 3rd Amendment quartering soldiers was violated when the sh- soldiers all showed up at a church and took it over. They just took it over. And then they left a note afterwards. 
Oh, I'm sorry, that's unconstitutional. They also confiscated guns without uh, due process. They violated the Fourth Amendment. They violated the Fifth Amendment. Amendments two through five have been completely stomped on. And uh, it's interesting because this has happened from time to time in American history. People bring this up all the time. Abraham Lincoln set fire to the Constitution. How come you don't talk about Abraham Lincoln break the Constitution? I have mentioned that. Yeah. But I'm also a huge fan of Abraham Lincoln. Why? Because he saved the Union. Somebody sent me a book or a manuscript or whatever this is. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, It says, Dear Pat, huge fan, but you make a lot of errors when you talk about Lincoln, slavery, and the Civil War. (laughs) No. I mean, in your opinion, that's that's probably true. In your perspective, that's probably true. But it's interesting to me how many people dislike Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. You know, and I think it's especially prevalent in the South, Hmm? Mm -mm. um, Hmm? as you might expect. (laughs) But, for instance, one one of this guy's, he he sent me the manuscript about Lincoln. Oh. And uh, one of the sections is about Lincoln, the great emancipator who wasn't. Well, what do you mean he wasn't? Of course he was. He signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Did he go into office planning to abolish slavery? No. No, he didn't. No. We've talked about that. Lincoln had to come to Jesus in about 1861. In in the fall and winter of 1861 to 1862. He changed. And his opinion on slavery changed. He was oh he was never pro-slavery. He never thought the blacks were inferior to whites. He wrote about it multiple times, 1850s, 1840s. He was writing about, hey, I don't understand how some white people think that we're better than they are. We're not. That's not, that's, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said some very involved things and it takes a long time to go through it. But that was the, the gist of it. <clears throat> but, but his point here, Lincoln was not an abolitionist. Lincoln held no animosity toward the slaveholders. Though he could not remember a time when he did not abhor the idea of slavery, he found the northern abolitionists to be extreme, self-righteous, and unrealistic in, in us underestimating the difficulties. Yeah, he wanted the union to remain a union. <clears throat> so yeah, he thought it was impractical to abolish slavery. But again, he changed in his first term. And he changed significantly. And he changed much to the chagrin of his administration and his cabinet because they were like, whoa, Abe, we can't do this. This can't be done. They were stunned. He's like, no, we're doing it. We are doing it. And he he, uh, eventually put out the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed the slaves. But they also had to bring in the 13th Amendment, obviously, to finish the job, which they did. But that was Lincoln's goal from about 1861 on. So, you know, and I know people talk about his attitude when he went into office. That's completely different than what his attitude was later on. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed uh, is inevitable. Yeah, you're just going to have to get used to it (laughs) because there's more, at least for the next 15 minutes today. Yeah, and then on demand later. 
yeah, that's, on, on SoundCloud or Google that's Play right. or Stitcher and, or iTunes. And so. there is the TV show, The News and Why It Matters. Oh, That'll yeah. also happen today at 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which makes it 3.30 Mountain and uh, 2.30 Pacific. That would be 1.30 in the Aleutian Islands and uh, 12.30 in Honolulu. I think. Is that accurate? I think it's a little well, earlier. I guess they don't Honolulu. do the time change. I don't know. Right oh, now. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, why do you want to That's complicate right. my point? I, was I just don't. Trying to say, I really don't. You know, what time it is. Hold on. It's 845 there right now. So... That's going to be about uh, five hours. Five hours behind. Five uh, hours six behind. hours behind Eastern. So oh, I was right. Yeah, okay. I nailed it. Yeah, nice I got shot. lucky. Way to go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know what? Today I ate pizza, had a little <laughs> bit of steak uh, because it was there, not because I was hungry. Uh, <laughs> I just want to make that clear because okay. I'm going to tell you about Riduzone, which uh-huh. has really helped. Uh, a lot of people in this building, um, you know, diet and exercise, everybody keeps asking me, how did you lose the weight? And well, I ate less. And took walks. I mean, I exercise was at a minimum, but uh, I just ate less and cut out some, you know, things that. Well, for instance, uh, gigantic bowls of ice cream at eleven thirty at night. That's, it it yeah. seems that not might not be the best diet plan for you. <laughs> and if you eliminate that, it might be helpful. But you know what else is helpful? Riduzone. It's a safe, natural, FDA acknowledged dietary supplement. That supports your healthy weight loss. <clears throat> it was launched by a local company who took the good stuff in olive oil. Everybody knows, well, not, maybe not everybody, but many understand the fact that the OAA in olive oil is really good stuff. And they created a patented product with this OEA that's been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite, and it helps you burn fat. So with proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone Helps you lose weight, and more importantly, helps you keep it off. If you'd like to do that, go to riduzone.com right now and order your bottle today. Enter the promo code PAT, and they'll give you 30% off your three-month supply. It's riduzone, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, riduzone.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes all day long. Did we change that? I thought it was on no, the fives. No, oh, I'm sorry. It's every three minutes on the fours. Oh, no. I tweeted so, the wrong thing yesterday uh, then because I said every four minutes on the fives. What is wrong with you? I'm dumb. Dude, it's always been every three minutes on the fours. Math is a challenge for me. Uh, we got your stormy update. Oh, You got an actual uh, tambourine? Sure did. <clears throat> hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah? Play a song Again? for me. Uh, I'm Again? not sleepy and uh, whatever. No? <laughs> it's really good. That's like um, uh, Susan Partridge on The Partridge Family. That's okay, what that's, she did. Don't do that. Now you're hitting a little belt. <laughs> nah, man. 888-900-3393. Anyway, Stormy's lawyer... Michael Avenatti, this guy's out talking a lot. And so if she can't talk, he apparently can. (laughs) 
He says, I have evidence Trump was fully aware of the threats made against Stormy. So he claims that she her life was threatened physically. And <clears throat> here's what he said. You talk, you talk about in here, Mr. Trump, aware of these tactics at all times. Uh, Mr. Trump has been fully aware, you allege. Does that mean you have evidence or reason to believe he was aware of the threat against Ms. Daniels? Yes. He doesn't beat around the bush. No. I, and that's what I like about this guy. Uh, he, he, he'll just come right out and tell you, give you the answer to the question. And consider... He's referring to the president of the United States. A litigious guy with a lot of resources and the U.S. government behind him. Hmm. So that's kind of fearless. Yeah. Either that or he's pretty sure of his position. Mm-hmm. And he's a lawyer, so you would think uh, he knows better than this if they've got nothing. Right. Abinati went on to explain he had not made public all the evidence that they'd gathered in order to prove their case against uh, President Trump, you alleged that there was a physical threat made against your client, Stormy Daniels, uh, the interviewer said. So why didn't you include that in your legal filings thus far? He says, Ari, I didn't allege that. I state it as a fact. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's strong <laughs> and scary if you're on shaky legal ground. It could cost you a lot. You're talking about the president of the United States. And he said, and I'm going to state it again today as a fact. It is not an allegation. Ari, as you as you know, is a good lawyer yourself. Good, law, good lawyers don't play their entire hand on the first go around. We have a lot of information, a lot of evidence, a lot of documents that haven't come to light yet. Numerous pieces of evidence, numerous facts. And we're going to show our hand in the beginning weeks of any case. We're not going to show our hand in the beginning weeks of any case. No good lawyer would do that. And we're certainly not going to do it here. Now, the president's team already said no to the offer uh, from Stormy to give back the $130,000. In exchange for her being able to talk, they said, yeah, no. Mm -mm. No, thank you. So I don't. I'm not sure what's going to happen on the interview on 60 Minutes Mm. on Sunday night, but I do know I'm going to be watching. (laughs) I was just about to say, I know that. (laughs) It is interesting, to say the least. If nothing else, this is fascinating. Now, and keep in mind, it happened 12 years ago. So the evangelicals who love him, who love the president, have already said, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Well, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. Hmm. But it's going to be interesting to watch the dynamic between the two Trumps from here on out. Yeah, you know, in the past... She does not seem happy about mm-mm. any of this. Uh, we had presidential candidates being asked if they wore boxers or briefs. Now we might get actual verification if our president wears boxers. Well, she's leading briefs. us to believe it's- that there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of pictures. There might even be videos. Uh, that's it's amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, got some tweets here at Pat Unleashed dirty cap guy Jim (laughs) says Pat they don't make those treatments available to terminal patients because there's no money in curing only money in medicating over and over yeah you know that's (sighs) 
the optimistic part of me doesn't want to believe that, but the reality part of me believes, yeah, you're probably right. Inconvenient Poot says, <laughs> at least there's no bathroom confusion getting married at Walmart. I mean, where does the groom and bride and party get ready? At Target. <laughs> Apparently wherever they want. Right. Uh, Billy A. Matthews? Billy M. Matthews? What Bill copper I. fit doesn't come in? Uh, Jerry Fat Guy. Oh. Bill I. M. What? Oh. Copper fit doesn't come in Jerry Fat Guy sizes? <laughs> Maybe he meant Jeffy Fat Guy sizes. Because he put two R's instead of I two see. F's. Uh, uh. <laughs> copper fit doesn't come in Jeffy Fat Guy sizes? Yeah, that, that helps a little bit. But he put in the hashtag, Fat Lives Matter. So so he cares about, you know, Jeffy Fat Guy sizes. Mm -hmm. That's nice. From Ryan Peck, in all seriousness, Wayne is the hip-hop version of Willie Nelson. He's pretty much apolitical. I'm sure all he's passionate about is performing and smoking weed. (laughs) Uh, And from Travis, Travis Stewart, technically, potatoes are vegetables, so I eat vegetables almost daily. Yeah, if you're going to be technical, there are a couple of vegetables, and and potatoes are one. Another one would be corn. I can eat corn. Mm. Uh, Peas, I can eat frozen peas, not out of the can. That is the nastiest possibility of, why would you put that in your mouth? Mm. What about uh, edamame? You look like an edamame kind of guy. (laughs) No, I don't even even know what that is. Yeah, I'd say you're wrong, technically, because I I don't even know what edamame is. They're actually good. They're... they're, they're, um... They almost look like pea pods. Oh, really? Yeah, and you just season them. And just, Does it taste like peas? No, no. No? No, it no. just kind of looks like it. Okay. Love it. You know what I hate? I hate kale. I, I hate it. It's it's bitter. It's nasty. I hate spinach. It's gross. I hate green beans. I, I, I like squash. Well, carrots. Carrots are okay. What about cooked carrots? They get all soggy I can, I can do cooked carrots really? if they're cooked in, you know, a roast. Squash? Like around the roast. No. Don't like squash. No. How about uh, rutabagas? No. So I think what you're seeing is, yeah, most of my nutrition, uh, vegetable-wise, comes from uh, Field of Greens. Field of Greens. Brickhouse Nutrition. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> 888-900-3393. Use that number tomorrow, and we will talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.